0: Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 138. I'm your host, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello, podcast gaming. We're here at the end of the year. It is the night before, the night before, the night before New Year's Eve. <laughs> Shut up, it's it's Christmas Eve. Thursday. We're recording on it's Christmas Thursday. Eve. Yes, but uh, this is coming out Wednesday night into Thursday, so. Well, there you go the end of the year and we're I here you all enjoy
1: christmas we're about to have it let's hope nothing hilariously disastrous happens
0: i got some measuring cups we opened one gift on christmas eve and then we're doing the rest christmas day because that's how destiny insisted i'm a child and would open my presents right now if i could um and i got some nice metal measuring cups and spoons um i'm throwing out all the fucking nasty plastic ones i've had for years uh timed upgrade i don't have a single christmas gift Damn. That's how
1: it is in the UK these days. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Christmas gifts. Um, I can't believe you're like a Dickensian orphan. Oh,
1: a Dickensian orphan. Uh, Just
0: trying not to freeze to death as yeah. no one has money to heat their homes.
1: Oh, for for, for Christmas for the for the for the Christmas spirit, we turned on the heating for one evening. That's That's, our Christmas <laughs> gift that's basically how it is. Man, and like I'm shitposting a little bit because I mean, like, we didn't get any gifts and we didn't want to waste money on that. But I am in a much more comfortable position than some people. You know, living with my parents. Yeah, uh, it's fucking bad over here. There are people where that is genuinely, actually, one hundred percent true all over the country. Uh, yes, sucks. Anyway, we all know. Video games. That's true. What do you video
0: games lately?
1: Um. Well, uh, what have I played? I've I've played. So, where were we last time? i played play yeah, that's a, that's a,
0: between you and your backlogged i, d- I don't u- i'd start using backlogged
1: because i don't have a <laughs> sheet anymore now i don't have any way i have to remember what i've done and let I me see what the
0: last thing you had listed was sonic frontiers i think is the only game you talked about last episode um did we record it before pokemon came out yes how early did we do it in the month damn um well it came out on the 23rd i think we recorded on the 17th when did pokemon,
1: wow, pokemon came out on the 18th there you go there you so go. i've played i've played pokemon
0: Pokemon oh wait, Sky. no, that was, that was December. Uh, we record. We well, came out on the twenty third for sure. We must to record on the nineteenth, and it just come out. and You'd not played it
1: yet. Yeah, it took, it took a couple of days.
0: Yeah. Um. So I've I've played
1: I played Pokemon Violet last month, uh, which yes. I really liked. Yeah. Um, ultimately, having gone through this whole journey, played every Pokemon game. uh, I like them mostly. They're mostly good. They're basically What's the, the best same.
0: one. Ooh,
1: it depends what you're looking for. Um. <laughs> But I would say uh, Pokemon Black is the best RPG, but it just has kind of a weak, stupid story. Uh, and then Pokemon Sun is probably the best, like, fun time. I like all the characters. I still enjoyed party creation. I think, like, overall, with all things, I'd say Pokemon Sun is probably my favorite. Um, Fuck yeah! But uh, Black had the best, like, crunchy gameplay. Like, mm-hmm. we're doing cool things with Pokemon. It's all new Pokemon, and we've balanced the gyms really well, and, and they all have cool gimmicks. Um that's why i really like that but ultimately like they're all they're all good and i feel like a lot of my reactions to how i feel um can probably be drilled down just as much as, like what team i happen to pick and which like holes i happen to fall into uh as much as like the specific game design of each game right like if you, if you just use blazer game that's just the game and you're like wow this is a game where you use basically all the time you have a much different
0: experience if you didn't do that uh, um what's your favorite type Oh, fa- you can't have a favorite type because the, the type's of, the, the pet. Yeah, everyone's got a favorite type. You've gone through all the... Po- you're more equipped than most people who talk about Pokemon to have a favorite type now. Steel. What is, I don't know. Steel's cool. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh
1: Steel's always good.
0: Except when you get a fire type, and you're like, fuck, shit, I'm well, done. Yeah. Like your favorite type doesn't have to do with what you like using in the game. In fact, my favorite type I rarely use because they're bad fucking Pokemon. Well, because I've gone through these games so fast uh, and I've played them, I have, they,
1: these have been video games. I have not like experienced yes. the cultural event of each Pokemon generation. I've just played the games. I mostly now think about Pokemon in terms of the gameplay parts. Um, thankfully i have
0: once a week we get to consider pokemon in aesthetic sense and not much else so yeah
1: no that'll that'll come over time um if i ever go back and watch any like movie i'm never watching the show but i mean i i might watch fucking sun and moon that's a cool looking show uh but uh generally speaking do not think i'm going to engage further with wider pokemon stuff um but mostly i really liked them yeah they're just good uh like Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield is not a drop off. I don't know what's wrong with people. I understand the like complaints. About- every
0: literally every generation, of people are like, "This is the one that's shit," and then in like a year later, everyone's like, "That one was really good." The next one's gonna be shit. Um, every time it's been that way, literally for the, the basically the entire history of Pokemon. I actually think that like after um, Black and White
1: um, and x and y especially like it's kind of half and half uh x and y has like a really bad main story but slightly better post game uh-huh uh, the character writing and the the plots of pokemon just get a lot better um mm-hmm. sword and shield has like one turn towards the end where it briefly becomes a world-ending stakes pokemon game but literally only for five minutes and no one seems to care um, <laughs> it's not like you have half a game with cyrus telling you about his jrpg plots <laughs>
0: You're know, like, I'm just going to beat you with my little guys, actually. <laughs> and you beat him with your little guys. Like, Pokemon Sun
1: really just gets into um, fun... T- you know, you, you, you sold me this way, and it just ended up being true, right? Like, it talks about things. They're not, like, mind-bending thematic ideas, but it talks about some ideas plainly and forthrightly that are not just doing an anime plot and Pokemon's there. Yes. Um, <laughs> And uh, Sword and Shield has that too, just just not quite as good. I don't think it's like focuses uh, as good because uh, I mean, Britain's kind of boring. But I like the characters. I really like Marnie. I think Hop's good fun um, as a guy that keeps losing. <laughs> mm. um, and then Scarlet and Violet, I think, uh, is a little more uneven because of the open world, like three plot styles. But I ended up thinking it had like one of the best Pokemon stories. Uh, it all comes together in like a final chapter where. It just turns into like a, it turns into a regular like modern RPG where you have a party and they're talking as you run around the environment, but they can't talk. So they're all just, you know, it's just subtitled. Um, uh, it feels very uh, roughshod how they pulled it off. But uh, I like all the guys. I like all the friends. Uh, all the characters are great. Uh, very invested in my homies in that game. And that was, it was good. Yeah. What a great game. Uh, Pokemon just continues to just be solidly really good no matter how mad people are at whatever stupid decisions they made. And like, They make a lot of stupid decisions. I'm not here to defend those. But uh, the core of Pokemon is totally fine. <laughs> it's just good. You get some guys, you have some fun fights and then some guys say, we're friends. And you're like, yeah. All right. Um, And then I played uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. Did you finish it? I am in the final dungeon. I could have finished it. Oh my it. god, I
0: can't believe you actually did the whole thing.
1: <laughs> um, I might not finish it. I really
0: <laughs> thought you were going to play like five hours and be like, fuck this!
1: No, I played like 30 hours of that game.
0: Oh my god. Um,
1: <sighs> I have mixed thoughts. So, Crisis Core, famously a game I fucking hate. Uh, because it sucks. Um, and so, Crisis Core Reunion comes along. And is trying to remake Crisis Core from the ground up, essentially. Um... Which is very funny, they can't, they can't call it a remake because that now means new game in Square language. Yes. <laughs> they've really owned themselves. Um, but uh, they've completely redone the battle system because one of the big problems with score uh, is that it has a terrible, terrible battle system, the worst battle system that Square has ever put in a game. Um, and you see a lot of reviews that are like,
0: oh, battle system is really dated. It wasn't dated. It, it sucked ass. In 2007, (laughs) yeah, even among RP like PSP RPGs, it was a bad one.
1: It's not dated when a thing is bad. Like I understand why when
0: you look at a remaster, like oh they've they've brought up to modern standards, but
1: no, like the the battle systems were better in the games they made before, and they were better in the games they made after. This was just a shitty one. (laughs)
0: And other Um, games on the platform that are similarly scoped have better battle systems.
1: Right, like this is kind of doing missions because it wants to be a monster hunter. Like Monster Hunter still plays like Monster Hunter. That's not like there are dated things about Monster Hunter and famously the way people talk about that franchise. Uh, But the core action there is not dated in the way that people mean when they're talking about Crisis Core. Uh, It wasn't. It wasn't dated. It was just bad. Um, Like it was all real time, but you couldn't combo your moves uh and like the action gameness just wasn't there you just kind of like stood and did your still animation really badly um and to which you know when you play a game like that you think well can i just play a turn-based rpg to which square says no haha <laughs> fuck you um they've tightened it up a lot they've really like they've, they've uh put in some actual action game animation the positioning's better they've got a good role now uh and it feels really good um but like all it ended up doing as much as like they they did everything they could within the framework they had to fix it uh, it just highlighted the grander problems with crisis Core, which is to say as you go along um the difficulty scaling gets all kind of wild uh and you either do all the optional missions and get the super powerful materia and everyone dies in one hit or you don't and then everything is like a health sponge nightmare that isn't fun to fight anymore and like no matter how much they change the controls um that 's still just true about crisis core as it goes, and I think like after the halfway point um once you like leave whatever difficulty sweet spot you start in uh it it the controls matter less and you just feel the like badly designed grind endless grind r p. g kind of like collapse in on itself um and uh so like it's it's like an impressive achievement I guess uh, in how much they've improved the feel of a very bad RPG, but it doesn't like save it. It's still kind of a bad RPG, is uh, is where I ended up. The story still sucks. That's just been true forever. I've, I've never liked Crisis Core story, uh, but there you go. I did that. I got too curious. I had to know about the action set game system, and I got the middling ambiguous answer that I expected. I guess. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Um, so last month, so in the intervening month, my my gaming mode is broken, so going to be a lighter list generally um, and going forward probably for a little bit. Um, but I um, forgot a game last month in the cavalcade of games. I forgot to mention I played through the entirety of a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, and I wanted to point that out because we were once going to do it for this fucking podcast. And you said no. And then I went and played it anyway. <laughs> And you were right to say no. Um, but I kind of like that game. It's, like, all right. Um, in that, um, I think when it's about pulling levers and pushing boxes, it's, like, pretty good one of those. And when it's about stealth areas, it's, like, very, like, perfunctory and boring, and I don't really like it that much. Um, and uh, But it is, like, a fine one of those to go through. It's shorter than, like, a, if I was going to play, like, Last of Us Part 2, which I'm not going to do. Um, it's shorter than that and um it does have like a pope i love when games have popes um it was fine i like the kids i think i think the uh the main girl's well acted i think the little boy fucking sucks and that really hurts the game that he's just a bad actor because he's a small child well, i got i got um, bad news
1: for you about final fantasy 16
0: uh what is he in it he's the
1: little kid he's joshua he's a little kid they got yeah, that sure, guy whatever they got the guy from plankdale let's hope he's i hope he, I hope he learned to act
0: more since then. <laughs> yes. yes i haven't played the sequel um but i thought it was good i um I think I think it ends really badly it's like I think the first part of the game leaves like kind of a negative first impression um and then it gets into some real like puzzly big like a big castle with like a huge like courtyard spanning lever puzzle thing that I really liked I'm like I'm eating this up this is like this is what I wanted of like a Zelda style game um and at the end it goes back into like combat arenas like it's dishonored, but you can't do any cool movement, it's just hiding and throwing rocks and shit like that, and now I'm like this is miserable um, ends on a really sour note, but um, the game mm-hmm. itself, I think was pretty decent. We wouldn't have anything to say about it. It was the right call to not do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just complained about how like,
0: yeah. Flimsy all the stealth sandboxes and you'd go, who cares about that? And I'd say, I yeah. do. <laughs> uh, um, it does have, and this is how I feel about a lot of these style of games. It has like a, you collect items and you craft like upgrades, but it basically is fake. And I think this is true of most of these games where like they give you stuff in specific enough of an order that like your upgrades are basically going to be with maybe like one or two variations the same. Anytime anyone plays the game, they might as well just give you a linear like Metroid slash Batman Arkham Asylum vision of unlocks and not pretend that you're you're choosing what to craft from among things. They don't roll out resources in the way where you can actually choose fucking anything for the most part. You're getting the upgrades they want you to get when you get them uh why obfuscate it with fucking systems that are fake um it's i hate to, it it's to
1: give you a reason to crawl around every room to see if you find one yeah that's and i know this forever. is like
0: endemic to this type of game i'm not putting it entirely on plague Tale, like bigger more important games have made this the way people think about these type of games i just think it sucks i don't think it's necessary i think you just give people upgrades at certain times you could find a new sling on a bench and pick it up and that's your new sling you don't have to find 16 hides and like seven pieces of whatever and make a new sling at the crafting bench you just pick up a new sling when it's time for the game to give you a new sling Um, it's basically the same thing anyway (laughs) that's how games used to be you just get the new things yes i um I don't even, li- I don't like scouring areas. And I think in a game like this, especially most areas, it's be- It's not fun to do. Like there's bits where you're strapped for like ammo. Cause you get a lot of like magic, like alchemy where you're like, you can throw fireballs basically uh, midpoint of that game. But if you have the supplies for it um, and finding those, when you're like really like, you know, bear on those. That part's fun um, because they're usually in high pressure situations where, like there's a guy coming. We got to search this barn really quick and pick. it's like in the text that you're searching a thing, looking for the materials to blow this guy up. Um, but when you're like doing an escape from like the fucking Knights Templar prison camp or whatever, I should not be stopping to try to pick through everyone's bunk. It's just not it's not it's not textually important to do that. And yet the game heavily encouraged that you play it that way. I think it'd be better if they just rode the cinematic experience and made the game suit that
1: the order 1886 yeah fucking incredible game more people should play it <laughs> uh i have not played it i imagine i would not be as pro
0: as you and dia but i know that you're like damn <laughs> it's it's a good one of these it's still one of these right like the reason i like it is because nobody played that game and it's it's got some weird stuff in it that's like kind of fun um i really like the hyper widescreen presentation i think it's kind of neat it's like a competent enough shooter um
1: but also the thing about that like, game is it like rejects all of the like trappings of yes modern games to purely do the fake cinema thing, which is why everyone hates yes. it because there's barely any video game there.
0: Yeah, but it's sick. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, I'll play the sequel at some point. I, bet I will it's say have the same problems.
1: Just to go back to the thing you started this, this segment with, uh, you've been betrayed by the last fifteen years of or just the declining trend among video games as to how much popes you've got there
0: used to be way more pubs in yes, video games used to be more pubs, yeah yeah um and then um i played through all of sonic frontiers which you talked about last month
1: yeah i've also um, played I've, sonic adventure 2 but you know that'll come up in the in the thing in preparation for all yeah, this stuff. so,
0: so I, bu- I bought sonic frontiers and i played through all of it i really like that game yeah. i think it's really interesting um it definitely feels in the way in the way that like playstation and dreamcast games felt about uh and, and and n64 not actually not actually playstation that much mostly n64 and dreamcast about a company that has been making a certain type of game getting a chance to just like sit down and have a rethink of what their game's gonna look like mm-hmm. um which is funny because there's been like more 3d sonic games than our 2d sonic games but they clearly didn't want to make another one of those and so they sat down and, like what else could sonic be as a 3d game and just gave it like a f- almost a full up like, rethink on what that looks like and how yes. it plays. Um, and, and what it's they like thought
1: a bunch about it was
0: uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a bunch of ideas, um, and some of them work better than others. Um, but I think mostly it all holds together into something that's like really interesting as like a place to run around in and explore. Um, I think the worst parts are the most like traditional parts. Like, I think the cyberspace levels are mostly miserable. Um, Cause the new mechanics don't really gel. Right. And their stages i have already played and it has my memory. Like, I'm not like, I'm not like, Oh, it's city escape. I'm like, Oh, it's city escape, but it plays like shit now. Um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I can just go play city escape. I I did. Man, I did. It's great. It's way better than the uh, cyberspace version. Yeah. Um, but, uh, overall I think it's vision and it, and it has like the Mario Odyssey problem where it asks you to do very simple tasks way too many times. Um, But uh, it's cool to run around Sonic. I think there's, like, interesting ideas in there. I think the combat needs a little work, and I I wish there was a little more, like, platforming challenge. There's a bit, like, towards the end of the game where you have to climb six really tall towers, and it's one of the sickest things in the game. It's one of the coolest platforming segments in games in the last, like, ten years. Easy.
1: Okay, so you Um, see how I was, like, playing the game and was like kind of down on the third island. I know you like the third island more. Than I it,
0: really like but, the third island, yeah. But
1: I was I was kind of down on it and I was like, do I just not like this game?" And then I got to the the tower climbing. I was like, "Fuck, I see it. This is perfect. This is so good."
0: <laughs> yeah. Um
1: and the the funny part is I know the tower climbing is like controversial uh, as a lot of people see it as like, "Oh, this island they didn't finish. It's just fake content." And I'm like, "You got like six perfectly curated like bits of incredibly paced pat, like platforming content that's just great yes, that's just what, you, yes. this is what you're here for what, what how are you disappointed by this
0: yeah specifically a vision of sonic is almost like a rhythm game like a mario run or prince of persia 08 style like what if the platforming was all like really scripted in like a really yeah concrete way and it's like cool and i'm glad it's not the whole game because i think it'd be really bad as the whole game but it's mm-hmm. a really neat segment of the game um i think my point with uh, the
1: um like assassin's creed 1 and 2 like bits you have to do that they got rid yeah, of unfortunately yeah. all that yeah,
0: yeah yeah um you're not shimmying so i i don't like to count it
1: um <laughs> no but it's the same like you run across the yes. wall and you press a and then you jump and you know yes
0: yeah um but uh oh and and the story is really good which is you know uh how much you care about the sonic story i guess is up to you but i thought this was a really good one i was glad to see all these characters it made me like tails in a way i've never liked tails um you can't do anything with knuckles unfortunately he's just knuckles uh <laughs> <laughs> to be
1: fair his entire character in this game is i i'm just kind of i i guess i i guess i care about the emerald i
0: don't know what the fuck i'm doing man
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um and yeah it, it, it's very like near inspired people keep saying breath of the wild but that game is lifting from near automata specifically as its main touchstone um, which is cool that's fine i have no problem with that um goes on a little long but i beat it in like I think I was like like twenty one hours. No, I was way under that. Right? You? Were no, I was, I was like, like twenty six, and you were like, "How did you get that?" I was twelve. I, was, like, I what? was. Yeah, I was like, I think I was at thirteen hours by the end. Okay, that's crazy to me. That's actually
1: crazy. I don't know how you managed that. Um, but yeah, that's I about just the right time. Don't fuck around. You don't fuck around. Get the stuff. Yeah. Get the stuff and leave. Yeah
0: final area i just bought all of my things and finished the video game because at that point they'd already announced the dlc was coming i'm like well because i was thinking i was going to 100 percent all the islands because it's kind of like running around and i was like oh there's dlc coming i'd like to come and back and play as other because they're saying that you get playable other characters in the dlc or whatever and um i was like i'll just wait so I'm just gonna, i just finished the game to get it out of, under from under my plate um, yeah switch to hard mode to see the ending <laughs> yep and i was like oh well, this wasn't that hard <laughs> Um, because you've played ikaruga in your life yes um i played through Mega Man x4 that's just a really good game i highly recommend it no notes other than um playstation gamers are fucking spoiled they didn't know what they had um looks great um what else uh so on dia's youtube channel uh youtube.com slash dia lucina i played through space quest the saurian encounter with her and we are currently working on space quest 2 we might finish that tomorrow, so it might actually be done. Who can say? We probably won't finish it. We're not halfway through the score, so I bet we're not halfway through the game. Um But um we don't even know if we're recording tomorrow, I guess. Also <laughs> it is Christmas Day tomorrow. Um we would put it as a maybe. But um Space Quest is really cool. It's one of those like really early text parser games, which like doesn't I don't I don't have any framework for. It, it was way before my time. I didn't get a PC to like ninety seven, ninety eight, or whatever. Never played the style of game. And I've always been kind of intimidated by them. So going through D has been really fun. Uh, space Quest is about a space janitor named Roger Wilco who gets involved in a, a bunch of aliens who try to steal the star generator and use it as a weapon. It's like a big, like, energy source. Um, and he has to go through a bunch of legally distinct Star Trek and Star Wars environments written like it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy to try to save the day. Uh, very normal 80s nerd shit. Um, it's delightful. Game is really short. It has a really bad text parser, but uh, you can watch me and Dia play it, and you don't have to. Um, yeah, and it was fun. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying two. Two does not seem as good of a game. Um, and then yeah. three has like a three is I think where the big like textual like and complexity leap happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's five of them, and we intend to play all five of them. Um, and then uh, what the one other thing I want to talk about is I played Karate Champ the arcade uh game from 1984 um which i knew of this game mostly because it's nes version which is famously a really terrible game um but uh and there's a good reason that because karate champ is a game that is a dual joystick fighting game in yeah that'll do it (laughs) it is yeah you are a karate man fighting other karate men in karate competitions um like it opens with like you with like the bag slung over your back walking into like the dojo the beginners dojo and then you're like training and your moves like you move forward with left stick forward it's like a 2D fighting game uh, this hadn't really been invented yet but the, you move forward like a fighting game um, but your moves are combinations of the two joysticks so if you want to do like a spin kick it's like back and back left and forward right at the same time you do a spin kick and it's like competition karate so if you if you kick someone in the fucking head they're down you get a point and the first person to three good points wins. Um, and it's just really sick. It's like a really cool game. I uh, played a bunch of it and had a great time with it. Um, and the, yeah, the NES version uses like a bunch of button combinations and doesn't have all the stuff because they don't have two sticks, obviously. Um, but um, I was playing this on my mister and I just had a dual joystick controller and I had a great goddamn time. Um, and I highly recommend it. It's really neat. <laughs> uh, this um, is peak like game you literally would never touch without the mister. Yeah i played some other stuff but that was the one that really stood out um sometimes i just load up the mister i'm like i have an hour to kill i'm not ready for bed yet i'm just gonna dig through the arcade games and see what catches my eye Mm -hmm. um and um i'm also playing final Fantasy 3 um i'm playing the pixel remaster version i'm about halfway in um i picked the pixel Pixel remaster version because the ds version i don't like the way it looks and i don't like it's a different yeah it's basically a different game i know i know um and the, I could play the Famicom version, but I was like, eh, it's kind, it's just kind of like slow, and there, you know, I had no good reason other than I I wanted to play one of the pixel remasters, and this is, this is the one game I have yet to play. Um, and uh, also, you're here to, to close this off the list. You don't want to spend yeah, 15 yeah. hours messing around with
1: what if Final Fantasy V wasn't fully developed yet?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's my main reaction to that. Is that, like it's a cool class based game. It's kind of you know because it's based on the like it's the it's an nes game it the sprites all are like the original version look like fighter black it looks like final Fantasy one sprites what if you could change classes um and that's really important because the classes do you get a bunch of jobs um but there's none of the like cross job stuff where like if I get, if I level up my Black Mage to like level three, I get Black Mage three that I can put on any class, then every class can cast Black Magic. That doesn't exist in this game. The classes just do the one thing they do. And when you switch classes, they do the other thing they do. And you don't get any of the old stuff they did. Um, I think you get passive bonuses as you level up based on what class you're in. So if you really want to get weird, you could totally min max your level ups based on classes. That's a terrible way to live. Don't play video games like that. Um, I've done it before in my life. Don't be that. The people are like resetting Fire Emblem to make sure you get your good random level ups. Like, don't live like that god
1: yeah no i mean i've, I've, done, I've done it done it's my, not yeah. worth it no yeah,
0: not only is it not worth it but like you'll just ruin the game ultimately yes um and final fantasy 3 has this terrible 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 habit because they have a job system and they're like experimenting with it of giving you jobs that are good for exactly one puzzle boss and then never again <laughs> yes <Yeah>, checks out <laughs> um because final fantasy bosses are always puzzle bosses that's like final fantasy's thing really fundamentally um and so, like, early on, you get, you get the scholar job. It's, like, in your second set of jobs, I think, which is a book guy. His whole thing is he gets a default action. It's like Libra to see an enemy's weakness. And they immediately give you a mage to fight who's, who changes the weakness every turn. And you basically have to use that guy to, if you want to beat him. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, cool. And after that, literally every guy's like, don't use the scholar after this fight. It's not worth it. <laughs> uh, it, it sucks it doesn't it all it uses is like some books it can basically cast like level one elemental spells for free in the books but they're not as good as like just having a black mage because you know what's good a fucking black mage A cla- black the classic black mage in final <laughs> fantasy is busted
1: that's just true through almost every game of
0: black mages in yes if you get yes. a black
1: mage with some good magic skills that's it that's the game yeah
0: yeah like all you need to do is make sure that you have enough spell cast between the save point and the boss to nuke everything and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I like the spell charge stuff. I wish I'd bring it back. I know the MP basically functions the same way, but it just feels different to me. You know. Um. Yeah. It, may, it makes spells a little more special. Yeah. Um. The other thing, and this to me is like the difference in, between like NES Final Fantasy and Super Nintendo Final Fantasy is uh, no cabins, no save points in the dungeons. That's that's the NES. Yes. You're going, into a, you're going into a dungeon, you're getting through it, you're fighting the boss, and you will not be able to heal until you get to the other side. Um, it's brutal. It's, it's kind of brutal. They, the minute before every boss they give you a save point, you can use a tent, just trivialize the entire thing. <laughs> I, I mean, those NES games don't fuck about. I was playing yeah. Final Fantasy 1 on the
1: NES, and I got like halfway through and it was just like, oh,
0: every I mean, dungeon is You roll just up stressful. on a boss with like full hit points and full MP, and like everything's just perfect. It's like, what? 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 <laughs> Why do even bother? that? I mean, they do design the bosses for that <laughs> yes. going forward. Yes. No. I know. I know. It's just funny. Um, which, I mean, it gets to the point where, like, you know, thirteen, you you go in full every time, right? Like, it's yes, not about. Yeah. There's no, nothing about the strenuousness of a dungeon yeah. crawl, um, which is what Final fantasy started as. Um. Yeah. I, uh, does just
1: fifteen heal you or not? I don't think it does. No. 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 Um, I think thirteen. The end I think fifteen has a thing where
0: if you're not in battle, you'll just like passively heal over time. I think that's okay. True. That checks out. Maybe I'm um, wrong. It's been a while um everything i like not very few of the things i like about Final Fantasy 15 have to do with playing the video game Final Fantasy 15 um outside of like driving around and fishing i do like both those things mm-hmm. um cooking food um combat take or leave it's fine i I like it but it's fine um but yeah game's fun it has a it has a surprisingly more interesting story than i would have expected uh given that i think um like Final Fantasy one story is really thin and twos twos is interesting but like Everyone talks about, like, oh, Final Fantasy 2 is the one with the story of these games. Um, and that's true. Uh, but this has stuff. It's not, it's not nothing. It's got, it's got some cool stuff. But the amount of things that they just redid again in Final Fantasy 5 is astonishing. I'm playing this. I'm like, this was in this before 5? This was in this before 5? <laughs> the Parallel Worlds? Um, no, not exactly. But there's, okay. a, there's a similar idea. I mean, to be fair, uh, Sakaguchi goes back to that well in nine and lost odyssey like that one there's uh, it's specifically there's a whole like thing where in various towns there's the piano and you play the piano and you get better at the piano which is in five okay. um there's a guy who asks you to ride the chocobo around the map like the entirety of the outside of the map which i think is in five that might be in f- one of one of the snes games does that again um just stuff like that <laughs> There's a lot of, there's a lot of, this is a Final Fantasy IV thing. There's a lot of, ah, you have an airship, but if you give me this piece of item, I can make your airship do this one extra feature that'll get you to the next part of the game that you can't access. Uh, <laughs> oh, checks out. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. like. Yeah. Um, it just feels like the blueprint of what Final Fantasy would be for the next, you know, five six years mm-hmm. uh, in a way that's really interesting um it d- definitely is like a half-baked game though uh, there's a reason it, like there's a reason they never really rushed to bring it over and then it's like not that well remembered in comparison mm-hmm. to a lot of the games around it um but it's it's, it's i'm really excited playing through it and you know it's most, it, the, the the pixel remaster is interesting because it moves very fast the balance has definitely been retooled where like i'm according to like the a walkthrough when i look at the table contents, i'm like about halfway through the game i'm four hours in I don't I think it gets longer because I know this game has, has a notoriously impossible hard hell dungeon at the end um, like blows Final Fantasy IVs out of the water uh, supposedly uh, and I believe that because there's no fucking save points in this game
1: uh, <laughs> I mean yes the, the Crystal Labyrinth or whatever it's called um, is uh, Crystal Tower I don't know whatever the one from three is is legendary I'm told yeah in
0: terms of being an yeah. annoying dungeon Um, but unlike the like GBA or PSP Final Fantasy remakes uh the game still feels balanced around like giving you challenge to play it. Like I'm going through it. I'm, I'm obviously I'm not grinding a bunch. I'm playing this pretty briskly, but um, yeah, I go in and like mobs are relatively easy, but a, a bad mob group will catch you unawares, and a boss will fuck you up if you're not careful. In a way that was not true when I played the PSP games um recently, uh, and so it just feels better balanced towards like still being a video game that people can play, but a game you can beat in under twenty hours, which is like really important. Yeah, they they. They did new balancing passes on, on the um,
1: the Pixel Remasters, which I hear mostly positive things about. It's weird. Yeah. I would prefer, like, not another, like, another new fork, right? Like, they've made another yes. new fork of brand new versions made it more confusing. Yes. But I think as, like, individual packages, they, have, they are at least fairly considered in
0: the limited yes. scope they're able to have i'm just glad we're finally moving away from the wonder swan like baby mode versions of like one and two right
1: (laughs) oh you mean just like there may as well not be battles in one and two yes (laughs) Yes. you may as well just walk up on the fucking cutscenes. yeah you just get stats and press a and everyone dies in book of souls
0: onwards yeah it's fine um that's it yeah gaming gaming no more Gaming no more, movies. Yeah, now more uh, than ever. <laughs> Ended the movies now. I'm I'm balancing the two a little more. Um, I mean, I'm working on films. Like I'm playing games. I'm just. You were you know, gaming was,
1: mode it for a while. Though. Yeah, for like
0: eight, for like nine months. I'm allowed to just be kind of a little over it for a while. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: well, uh, I guess that's that's what we're doing this month. Let's. Uh, let's go to the game.
0: So our game club this month is ostensibly Spark the Electric Jester 2. Or 3. Cool. Sorry, not 2. I was looking at the Wikipedia for 2 because 3 doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Someone make one, please. Um, which is developed by Fipper Games. It came out uh, August of this year. Um, it is a 3D Sonic-like. Spark the Electric Jester came out of the Sonic fan game scene. Uh, the first game is 2D. Uh, and then the second and third games are 3D, uh, trying to make Sonic-ass games. We are... for this, we played... So here's the thing. I guess I'm just trying to figure out how to do this. Um, we played like five games, basically, and we're going to talk about all of them. So I'm going to introduce them all. But the core is around Spark the Electric Jester 3, and essentially 2, because you can't talk about 3 without talking about 2. T- to me, because I like 2 more than 3. We'll talk about it. Um, 2 came out in 19 er, 2019, <laughs> um, and uh, these are PCS PC games. We'll talk about that, because that's important. Uh, we are also talking about Lunastis, uh, which is a game uh, developed by a Grumpy Fox that came out on Switch and PC uh, last month. A couple months ago, I think it was a couple months ago. But it, it might was... have been it might have been in October, but it was definitely like it's yeah, recently. It was around out. when yes. we got our Steam decks, 10th yeah. of
1: November. Damn, it was it was actually last month. Yeah, yeah, Damn.
0: Um which is supposedly a thirty-two-bit three D platformer. And by that it means it means it kind of looks like a Saturn game. Um somewhere between a Saturn game and a PS1 game. Um about running through stages and collecting things, um, getting to getting a par goal. Uh we're also talking about Tori 3D and Tory two, uh, which are one dollar games for PC and Switch, uh that are developed by uh Siactro. Um Tory 3D was originally part of the Haunted PS1 disc, I think, um, which is a collection of like small games that are all kind of like, kind of spooky and like the creepypasta way of it's a normal game, but sometimes there's a thing that's like kind of fucked up about it, um, which is a trend in indie horror games, which we're not really going to speak to here that much. Um, we're not experts, and uh, not really what we're covering here. Um, But Tori, both Tori games are about a little bird that runs through levels collecting stars and hit a par time and stuff like that. These are mostly games about going fast and getting a par time. That's why they're grouped together. Um, 3D platformers. Spark specifically is the only one that is trying to be a Sonic game. Um, The other ones just kind of fit the remit close enough that I was like, we should talk about a broader spectrum of the games that are coming out because we're in a weird golden age of 3D games they're being developed. Like, they're small and, like, fun. It's finally here. We've
1: been, like, waiting for ages of, like, when are the, the 3D platform, like, you know, there's going to be 3D platformers in the way there's been 2D platformers in the indie stuff. Um, and it's been there for a while. Like, had Time was, like, five years ago now.
0: Yeah, um, that, is, that is a much bigger scoped game made by a team. Yes. It's, like, it's much more formally, like, aiming to be a Mario, right? Um, but like there's Demon Turf, which is also a team.
1: And, and I just mean, yeah. there's, like, a wider scope of non-big-budget, 3d platformers uh, filling the void that no one makes 3d platformers anymore which we're very yes. happy about because we do like yeah. a good
0: 3d platformer but it's worth pointing out that Tori and lunasis and spark are all like one person games for the most part
1: yeah with the asterisk of one person games is a fake idea
0: yeah uh, but like primarily designed and programmed by one person yeah um like you get artists and you get musicians yes obviously but these are not made by developers in the same way no it's like not a like development a team
1: it's not like, you know, the Dead Cells company, right? Like Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um just a different production scales even within the indie like, you know, label, which means basically yes. fucking anything. Yeah. People out um, here call sometimes call like Divinity Original Sin an Indie game. And it's like what?
0: What are you talking what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean what? I guess technically, but like what it loses all meaning the minute you do that. Fucking what are you going um, on about, mate? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um so, yes, uh,
1: we played all those. And I don't know where to begin. Where do you want to begin with this, like, broad conversation about the 3D platform as we played?
0: So Spark the Electric Jester 2 and 3 yes. uh, are Sonic, meant to be Sonic games that are trying to, like, improve upon Sonic Adventure specifically. Um, yes. And they have the distinct problem that none of the rest of these games do where they are not on the fucking Switch which is not where we played any of these games but specifically Spark the Electress Electress 2 he tried to submit it to Nintendo they were not interested they took a pass it eventually came on Xbox and that's why nobody's played Spark and Spark is not big is that yeah. they're not a, they are not on Nintendo they're not on consoles that people own basically uh, which is a real
1: shame because it's led to the situation where like Spark is uh, like an underdog in the scene if people keep going on about it, like Spark that's one of the greatest 3D platformers ever made and you so you're you're Interactions with it are fans that will like tell you it's the best game ever made, ever. Like just True mm-hmm. Avengers, which is, it, 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 as someone who can go that way, it tends to put people off more than it helps.
0: Yes, it, um, it never helps. It genuinely never helps. <laughs>
1: uh, even though I agree with the Spark people, like they're pushing on some level. This is what the Sonic fans have been asking for for fucking ever. Is a like good momentum based. 3D platform that's like Sonic Adventure. Uh, why yeah. are you showing up? You like clearly you were lying if you said you
0: wanted this and you're not here. Yeah, um, Spark Two and Three are. I we will talk about the games separately. And like I, I like Spark Two more than Three, and it seems like most people feel the other way. Yeah, it's um, a, it's a
1: crazy opinion, but um, whatever. there's a couple
0: of people in the Discord who lean the same way I do. I, I just do. Um, um, Spark lectures Three is too big. It's too too much game there. I think it like hurts the game. Too much game. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but um and it's hard they made they he just made sonic adventure 3 like he twice basically
1: (laughs) yeah so so my my feeling on the spark games is like i played spark one obviously and it doesn't matter in this podcast um and we're not we're not
0: talking about spark one i played spark one way back when and thought it was fine i liked freedom planet more in like 2d spark games or sonic games but i just don't care that much about that's not what we're doing here uh but like you know i made sure i had the story in me um yeah
1: and then i i uh I've known about Spark Two forever, and I played it a while ago, and I've um played it again here uh and I think Spark Two is uh like pretty close to what I'd want from like a sonic adventure follow up um, it's mainly dragged down by the way the combat is integrated at least into regular levels uh that is to say, there are many guys that you cannot homing attack because you can only homing attack one hit guys um which is i think uh one of the few design like decisions in spark that i really really bristle against is that you can't homing attack someone who then will not immediately you can't like homing attack someone and then go into a combo on them Uh,
0: um my thing about spark is realizing that spark is mostly not a game about for me oh so so here's the thing spark also is notorious for like combining sonic style like like adventure style speed levels with a battle system and like combo scoring. And like, if you want to chase like the big numbers, it is about integrating the, like a combat system about like dodging and parrying with yes. Playing Sonic around it. And I'm only interested in one of those things. And I know that like some people are interested in a mix. Some people are more interested in the combat. We have, there's someone in our discord who really just likes the score attack combat stuff in spark Two. Um, one of the reasons I don't like Spark Three is it makes you stop and do combat. Spark Two, when I replayed it for this, I mostly just bypass the combat entirely. I was just it's just me versus the level. Everything else is just kind of window dressing. Yeah, I, I think um, Spark Three supports that playstyle better. Um, I do not because it makes you stop and fight guys, and I hate it every time. No, do but that, I, 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 I
1: think stopping and fight guys is a big improvement because you stop and fight guys like maybe five, six times the whole game.
0: No, uh, that is not true. I, someone who got mad every time—that's just simply not true.
1: It, you don't stop and fight guys that much. There are many levels where it never
0: happens. I promise you. Like you, no. The, there, there, there are some levels that happens multiple times. You're like, I'm gonna blow, because I would always go, I'm gonna blow past enemies. Why would I stop to fight them? And then a wall comes up, and I gotta turn around and fight the guys. It happened to me it, so many times. It's only in a few levels that it happens. It is. It is not. That I would like
1: someone to actually count out the amount of times you have to fight guys. I kind of enjoy. I enjoyed the fighting, so it wasn't like a problem for me. But I genuinely think that breaking it up into like this is the fight area. is so much better than Spark 2 which will just layer enemies around the world when like Enemies in a Sonic game are also obstacles and should be used in platforming, um, and that's the thing that you lose in the Spark 2 design, uh, whereas Spark 3 segments these things a little better, and if you're seeing guys in the world, you can usually like, use them in homing attacks. And uh, For me, uh, Spark 2's whole thing them. is
0: that enemies return to like a pre-3D Sonic state of not being platforms or just stage hazards. You avoid the enemies and you keep platforming. It has nothing to do with the enemies being
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think mean, that's I, interesting.
0: I think that's the thing i like exploring like you know it's the thing that most mario enemies are about you're very rarely in 3d mario like leaping off of enemies before like odyssey mm-hmm. you do sometimes but it's mostly not about that it's mostly about avoiding them and using like just you versus the stage i get um, that's it but stuff i, I like mm-hmm.
1: i get it but i feel like like the sparks 3's levels are fucking fantastic but like, they're
0: a little long um they're way, they're way too long especially towards the end there are multiple levels that took me over 10 minutes I and mean, i'm not like bad at the video game they're just long ass
1: levels i mean the, um, the final level is fine because it's like meant to be a, they give you a warning it's like this is a half an hour fucking gauntlet be ready you yeah lives. but Let's also go. like
0: half that level is about running up a wall and i'm like this is not f- your your engine's too fiddly for this stuff i don't enjoy this i,
1: I don't know what you're talking about the running up wall stuff's sick the bit where you guys are the big city sick i think the last level's fantastic um i don't know I th- i think that like the stuff in Spark Three uh, is basically everything I want out of a three D platform. I think there are limitations. I think there are like things it doesn't do as well. Uh, specifically, um, while I enjoy the combat, there's like a, attack tracking isn't as good as it should be to like do a Devil May Cry, and it's one of the hard, real hard things to nail when you get to that level, right? It's like yeah, when you're doing air combos, if you don't jump the right height, the enemy jumps higher than you. You're attacking air, and like this is just the feel stuff of automating three D combat uh, that is incredibly difficult and time uh intensive. um but i think the real thing uh the, the biggest weakness i would say in sparks level design uh is the camera uh which is both basically entirely locked to you it'll sometimes swing around when you hit a booster uh but like you go back and play Sonic adventure Sonic adventure 2 they are designed to not necessarily need a right analog stick when you are yes in like it, the levels have had baked into them like camera angles to direct you, to show you to show you which way the right way, to show you like which platform you're meant to be focusing on. And I think that ultimately Spark like gets away with not having it, but it is the big polished thing that I think separates it from those old Sonic games. Um yes. ultimately I would say uh Spark three is like better feeling than Sonic Adventure two. Uh it's all speed levels. Uh the like the stuff it's doing is like gameplay wise a step in every direction I want except that like that's that's the polish you lose is the uh framing uh and the importance of like the way you intentionally put the camera in a uh like 3d platformer but that's the thing that's really really hard to do because it requires manually framing the camera on every single part of an entire level yeah
0: i agree i just think spark 2 did all this first and is a better mm-hmm. game because um, it's an hour it's like an hour long maybe an hour and a half and spark 3 is like four hours and most of that is spent uh in levels that are too long
1: i don't so I don't think Spark 3 is too much game. I think that, like, they could maybe just split it up into Act 1s act and Act 2s a little more handling people. Yes, um, yes. But ultimately, I don't think the levels are, like, confusing or, like, rep- they're not too repetitive. I think the levels in, in Spark 2 are a little more repetitive, honestly. Uh, I think that Spark 3, the levels, like, change up all the time. Um, especially in some of, the, like, the ones in the middle of the game. You get into some real nice flows in those levels. I don't know. I just think that the i think that spark 3 is truly fucking fantastic it is everything that uh anyone who says they like uh sonic adventure games has been asking for for two decades i can't believe it's real i mean i like spark 3
0: don't get me wrong the thing is i've listened to the like our entire community say "Oh, spark 2 fucking sucks and spark 3 is where it's at i'm like these games are 95 percent the exact same video games i mean i i never said spark 2 is bad i think that spark 3
1: like the levels are a little better but like they're both great um they added all the levels of spark 2 into spark 3 which is cool but i I think they play better in spark 2 because um we well, yeah, losing you can parry the, the parry <laughs> yes like they're designed about taking pairing parry. the level
0: out of spark i think is just genuinely a step back i think it's like one of the coolest things spark had
1: i it makes the combat worse like like have it makes the combat really rope but i think for like progressing through the level and being able to design these like bullet hell stage hazards knowing the player has a parry tool that won't slow them down in how you mm-hmm. go through like uh certain obstacles in a sonic stage is sick uh that's the thing i would love to come back um i guess if i was like headcanon designing what i would do i would like lean into that as like fox thing um, yes and then keep spark basically how well, it yeah, is here. the
0: thing that they re- also we're not really going to talk about the story here i don't think unless there's things you actually want to say because i just don't think it's like the stories are like extremely web y. y um, And I mean that mostly very like positively. I think they're very charming. Um, Spark's a funny little guy. Um, I did not revisit the entirety of Spark 1 to remember what the hell happens to Spark and Spark 1 them he fights a villain and that's it basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Spark 2, you're playing as a, a robot named Fark, as like false Spark, fake Spark, um, who is made by the villain to be his like successor. And he's like, no, I'm going to ca- carve my own path. And he's a cool little guy. Ba- they basically made Shadow the Hedgehog as the character you play as in 2. Um, and then 3, you're back to Spark. Um, and you go through some stuff. And then there's some absolutely dizzying, but otherwise meaningless reveals at the end of that game. Yeah. Um,
1: Sparkly, like, Justice said, what if every anime plot? What if all of them? <laughs> I
0: I. It's been multiple weeks since I finished Spark 3, so I don't even remember the exact fir- like. Fir- firm idea of what happened but the whole thing is you're like you're like a computer simulation of sparks memories from thousands of years ago right is that yep, the thing that's true yeah yes <laughs> you, you because like you're like in a far exactly. far-flung future right where like everybody's already gone uh yeah i mean you're in a
1: simulation of the past you don't even see what the outside world is like but yes the the yes. singularity machine already uploaded and and mind wiped everyone everyone's already been in
0: the soup yeah. you've been in the soup reliving the past and so Uh, this This memory remnant, Datasora of Spark and Fark End up teaming up and merging into a super being Who mostly, it's like, I get that some, like if, if i get that it's very cool to someone but i mostly think this guy sucks <laughs> they're like oh you mean sparks <laughs> i mean sparks um, when, when he's s- not a funny little guy sparks is not a funny little guy he's a big guy and he I, I think that's a big negative towards him
1: when they said sparks on stream on the screen i was like holy shit i love <laughs> stupid Newgrounds yes. comics yes yes because um, that's the thing the energy of spark story has is it doesn't have the sonic adventure 2 thing where like on some level i genuinely Genuinely like Shadow the Hedgehog. He sacrificed it all for mankind. <laughs> uh, yes. uh, it doesn't have the thing where like Shadow's falling to earth and you're like, damn, this is what it means. It, it's just more like I find it
0: charming. Uh, I'm not like invested in it in the same way. Yeah. Um, but the minute the minute you finish Spark 3, it gives you the ability to play as Fark, and I just moved to Fark and I never look back. Because <laughs> I like that guy. He's my little guy. Uh Fark's a great little guy. He's just he's just yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog. He's
1: like created to be the successor of uh, the guy who was the big bad but is actually just the wife, the husband of the big bad um, and he was also created to kill the guy and by a different guy don't worry about it, his backstory is very confusing, they try to like recognize it into making sense in the third game but like that's part of the webcoming energy is there's only three games over like five years but somehow most of the story of the third game is backstory for villains that already died in the second game that don't matter um, yes <laughs> which is classic like you know this could be a season of ruby
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 more happens in this than happens in seven seasons of ruby honestly that's um, true they don't go to the forbidden future where everyone's already but, lost in ruby yeah but this does have this does have the the thing that i think of when i think of web comics were like you're watching someone develop interests in real time and change the comic to suit their new interests even if it means rewriting entire characters and there's a charm to that
1: Yes. Uh, They would like, I'm going to do Gernaghan now. And I go, that's fine. I don't know Gernaghan, but that's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, But I just like Fark more. Uh, My thing specifically is... um I just end up liking the main level. So the thing with Spark 2 is it's like you fight, you do some levels in a straight line and then you finish the game. Spark 3 has more of the like Sonic Generation style where you do the main levels. But in between, you have to do challenge remix versions of the levels to like get medals to unlock the next main stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first I was like, oh, that's a real big step back. I don't want to grind to this stuff. The thing with Spark 3 is I think the main story levels are kind of mid. And I think the challenge levels are some of the best levels ever made um i mean yeah i i don't understand the difference i think like all the levels in spark 3 are that level of standards so i don't I don't know like i think they just focus down on like one idea each time whereas the levels themselves often feel a little like trying to put too many things too many ideas in every level um where i just end up going like these should have been separate levels and then you you unlock all the separate level versions and they're all i think a little better because they push every idea just a little bit further um there's, like, specifically one that's, like, in the city, like, theming that's, like, you're just bouncing off balloons, and that's the entire stage. You're like, this is so fucking sick. Yes. <laughs> and there's a little bit of that in the main game, but it's, it, it's the whole purpose of the level, and it's, like, really good. It's, like, the thing, it's, like, the promise of why Mario Galaxy is good when Mario Galaxy is good. It's, like, this is the one thing this area does. We don't need it to be a place where you get all eight stars and you spend an hour and a half here unlocking everything. Just does one thing really well. Um there's there's one challenge level uh, that's, like, I think on the final level where it's all just, like, space shit, like, low-G space shit, and I think that one's really cool, oh, too. Oh, that Zero Gravity one's so cool. Yeah, I mean, like, yes.
1: what I would like with this game, I guess, is just, like, all of these levels push the idea so far uh, in a way that I'm, like, I would love... The low, the low gravity campaign right At like six levels yes. dealing with dealing yes. with things because uh yes. spark three is packed with so many cool mechanical ideas i think spark two is a little more like most of the stages they've got some gimmicks but they're mostly like here's some platforming um yes. obstacle courses yes.
0: uh, as someone who just likes the act of moving fast and jumping over obstacles i think spark two scratches that itch better yeah i do think spark three is like experimenting with really interesting ideas but they all kind of feel like not half-baked but like 80% baked. In a way, I would really like to see blown out a little more. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, there's a challenge stage that's,
1: like, a weird score attack thing, but there's only one of them. There's literally just yes. one of them. I'm like, you could yes. do, like, a whole bunch of these.
0: Yeah. There's, um, there's there's um there's like, a version of, like, the uh, Rouge Knuckles levels about getting, like, 10 coins. Um, And the coins, they don't, they don't give you radar, but the coins have a huge aura around them that makes them pretty easy to spot from across the stage. And similarly to how I like those stages, being able to, like... I never think to stop. I'm not stopping and exploring shit in spark. I'm running towards the end as fast as possible, but focusing down to like, you just got to look around. I'm like, man, there's a lot to these levels. There's a lot here. I'm not engaging with any of it, but when I have to, it's like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of work done to this. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I think like all of the various gameplay modes in spark three, are, um, very good. And my only, like my only complaint is I think that the scoring system's a little weaker than Spark to that so we've had, um, we in the discord has, uh, uh, been pro the spark two scoring system, which I mostly agree with. Um, I think that like actual mechanics of spark three are a little weaker, uh, Spark two, mm-hmm. are a little weaker. Uh, but, uh, like in the score attacks of uh, spark two, you can only score if your run is under five minutes. Uh, Whereas Spark Three, there's no time limit, so you can just go back and forth down every route, collecting every little ping to turn your multiplayer up. And you're like, "Well, that took me half an hour, but I got the score
0: medal." Um, yeah, and that's just so not fun.
1: You know, because I don't, I don't like going, like I don't want to go down multiple routes in every run unless I'm doing like a looking for the medals type thing. Yeah, um, what I want is to pick like. My efficient run through like if I take that path of that one, I can get that, like do a short combat encounter there, which leads me into that thing, which I can magnet boost off to that and do that. Man, I still can't reliably do magnet boost but they feel great.
0: Yes. Um
1: and uh Spark 2 scoring system really encourages that. And I don't know, like I don't think the the hard five limit five minute limit is necessarily the, the perfect option. I think it's like a little too uh like binary. Um Yeah. But I would definitely like the scoring system to Factor in, sp- I think separating score and speed completely uh, ends up like not taking advantage of what this game does, which is both just, yeah, at the same time leads,
0: leads to tedious play, right? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I think that the score runs in Spark 3 uh, look boring, and I think that the speed runs in Spark 3 are great, but they don't engage with the combat as much, which I do like, but I like it much better in the context of I am trying to fit in exactly as much combat as I can in a fast run, right? Like, I prefer that than here's a few more waves to do that don't matter.
0: Yeah. Um, Whereas I just, uh, if I could avoid every enemy, I could. I do, I just really miss not being able to, like, if there's a spinning fan, I want to be able to, like, parry it and then keep moving. That that, part's so sick. That that bit is
1: so satisfying. I really hope if there's another game that they bring that back in some way. I understand why, like, the all-parry got taken out of in the combat because now you like stand still when you parry but you used to be able to be like free falling
0: and a million bullets flying at you and if you timed your parries well you could parry all of them it was so sick Uh, the other system in spark 3 that i just think is like badly thought through is the like three different ways to break your fall from like your respawn timer as you fall far i just think it's annoying and fiddly
1: (laughs) um yeah it's used because there's like levels built around descending uh, yes that are meant to be like puzzly around that, but I think yes. ultimately I'd rather not have those levels because, first of all, one of the most satisfying things in a Sonic game is to fall like three hundred meters and land on a rail. Um, yes, and that's now not possible in Spark Three yeah. because of this mechanic,
0: or um, it's only possible by chaining together a lot of really technical stuff that's just not like I'm sure a speeder will figure out how to fall a thousand feet and land on a rail, right? But I don't want to have to do seventeen. 17- Tony Hawk tricks to make it happen for me.
1: Well, yeah, but I've seen the speedrun stuff. They're the same thing. They're like, there are slightly more technical versions, but it's the same thing. Yeah. If you fall till the, the thing goes almost red, and then you press yes. R. You fall till the thing yeah. goes almost red, and then you do the other boost. It's just yeah. you go down every move you can do. I think it's like one of the least interesting mechanics, where it's like, yes, you know, trying to go fast and chaining like homing attacks into jested swipes into magnet dashes. Uh, that traversal feels incredible. They did it. They made Sonic. Yes. 3D momentum gameplay feel better than it literally ever has in anything Sonic's teams made. It feels like wizardry because like yes. going fast feels amazing. Uh, it's so tight, and then like when you stop and you need to do some precision platforming, that also feels good. I don't know how like I love Sonic Adventure Two. Doesn't have that. It, does, it no, doesn't no, have it that. Does not have that at all.
0: <laughs> I, even Sonic Frontiers does not have that.
1: <laughs> no, because Sonic Frontiers is all based around like any precision jump it will be like led off with a homing attack.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, It's based around like, timing your presses to get... Led off with a homing attack and
0: desperately hitting the dive to, like, because otherwise you're not going to hit anything precisely, because Sonic just doesn't move that well.
1: Uh, Yeah, you get way more air dashes in Frontiers than you do here.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I just really like both games. I just happen to... Outside of the parry being gone, which mostly affects the spinning blades level, I think the Sonic, the Spark 2 levels and Spark 3 are my favorite thing because I don't have to fight any bosses that way. I just get to run through the levels. They um, took
1: out enemies from uh Spark 2.
0: Yeah. There's like bits um, where there
1: are mini bosses to end levels and they're not there. Yes.
0: Yeah, they're not even there. Uh it's specific, uh there's specifically the level that I really like is uh Spark 2 level. It's two of them actually. It's the ones that the like platforms that grow as you run on them yes um there's one in the towers and there's one in like space in the space fleet i think they're just like the sickest levels in the world uh,
1: god there's that one Spark two level that's literally just the sonic heroes castle
0: yeah yeah it's so good <laughs> uh
1: yeah yeah uh i i, I like a lot of my the things i'm saying about spark 3 are very boring um but that's just what happens when a game is the thing you've been asking for like they just yeah. did uh, like that but just like made it made the thing real. Uh, yeah, and it's crazy to me. It exists, and it's like that,
0: that's like it's satisfying just on a moving. For me, it's like specifically I only care about the movement through space, and I really enjoy it. Spark does that, and seeing other people be like, I really like the battle system or like score chase stuff. I'm like the the amount of things there. There's like so many like powers and weird characters. I just never. F- bothered with right like i played the game as spark and the other character that shows up who's basically just spark but a a girl and then i got the uh i got fark and i moved to fark but i didn't like use any of the like unlock powers really that you buy and stuff like i was not i didn't care about that stuff well like you're calling them separate characters but they're not they're on a d-pad because you can do style switching combo shit with them yes
1: um, which is their actual utility and you're like i don't care
0: yeah i don't care one of them is one of them, spark with a scythe. And I'm like, okay, but I'm I'm not gonna use it, I'm gonna use Spark. Spark's my fun little guy. I do always I do always use Spark with a scythe when
1: I'm in a crowd crowd maintaining like uh crowd coverage situation for, for combat.
0: Um Yeah, no, could not be bothered. I'm a, I'm going to run past a guy and climb a wall. I'm I'm like really interested in just the movement through the space. Uh
1: and the combat's one of those things, but like it could be a lot better. Uh, I think the enemy variety is really low, but like obviously this is this is the thing that like big games struggle with is Enemy variety is the death of action games on some level, uh, and yes. uh, the amount of work it takes to make one single enemy that you're going to kill one or three times and then get bored of uh, yeah. is the reason it's hard to make action games.
0: Um, I'm really excited for Eurus to get in a place so you can play Devil May Cry 5 sometime, because that's a yeah. game with a very low enemy variety, but I think it's like really smart about it.
1: Well, Devil May Cry uh, is the thing that this game's most influenced by, and yes. leans into like the further it goes on, leans into... like. Um, The enemies are sandbags on which to perform style. Yes. Um, And that's not always true. Like, you know, you can turn up the difficulty. They can be very hard. Uh, Yeah. But it's not like, you know, my action game of Trojan Ninja Gaiden, which is all about there's a new guy with new enemy patterns and you have to deal with them. Like, that's the Dark Souls way. Mm. It's like going to go back all the way to Castlevania 3. That's what you're doing there. Um, And that's just, I, I understand action games in a more reactive way like that uh whereas this game is much more like okay we've got a few different guys with some attacks uh but it's the challenge when you get to like the combat high level is mostly about how do i keep juggling them so they can't do their attacks back at me mm. Um, and I think it's pretty good for that. Like, it, it understands it doesn't have the enemy variety, so it doesn't, like, actually ask you to, like, fight that many different guys in many different ways. But it is a weakness of uh, how I would improve it. But I, every improvement would make it so that these games only come out every 10 years, which I don't want. Yes. I'm glad that there's yeah, been three yeah. Spark games in five years. And, you know, it's been a while since the last one. This one's took take, uh, taken this way in Um And I wonder when, like, I don't even know if there will be a fourth one, you know? I don't know what XF was going to do next. They can make anything. Yeah.
0: Oh, do you want to talk about the other things?
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk about the
0: games that don't look good. <laughs> this is rude, because they're just doing different things. Um, I know, but it's re- it was funny that we uh, moved them together. So Lunasist, we played Lunasist. Uh I think that game's really cool. I think playing it directly off Spark is so rude. I played Lunasist kind of, in. The, I stopped playing Spark 3 and I played Lunasist and so I went back to Spark. And Lunasist just scratches an itch that I like. Fundamentally, I like games like Lunasist more than I like games like Spark well lunasis is a game about platforming in that yes uh, you are
1: jumping on gaps jumping over yes. gaps and are positioning yourself to not fall down the gaps which yes. is a part of spark but it's not like it's central focus because it's all about momentum no. um, yeah which leads to like me playing lunasis being like when i have to go fast all i do is hold forward there's no tech there's no jumps there's no like what am i doing here baby game for babies but then i get to like a half jump and i'm like okay do i okay i hold the right trigger you get to a and stage where things. everything's on
0: a timer where every two beats the red and blue right uh platform swap positions and you're like fuck man this is video games this is all i ever want
1: yeah it's, it's difficult in a very different way <laughs> to uh yeah list. i mean these are difficult games but i mean the, the challenge is in a very different place
0: yeah uh, this list specifically to me is like what if what if we just had like 14 levels that are all mario sunshine stages basically yeah pretty much yeah and it's about running it's about the path being laid out to you by collectibles and like the the way that's like mario 64 kind of started but really banjo kazooie is like the areas you're explaining banjo kazooie are determined by where the where the notes are that's where they want you to go yeah. that's how they signpost this is the direction this is the thing ukulele fucks up they just scatter those shit everywhere and you're like I, I, there's no direction here there's no th- authorship to the level path um and uh, Lunas helps this because it, th- there's only one way. It's not like a big open area. It is specifically you path through. There are like little circ- circuitous routes along the side to pick up the four collectibles of each stage. Um, you they you almost always dump you right back on the main path, like where you started. You keep moving and you collect all the stuff. You get a secret exits So you go. Um, um the the uh, the full
1: the full coins thing, the full Maya things you get. Yes, um, I think is definitely my biggest disappointment in this game uh in what way um, in that i will kill nintendo for what they've done to platform design uh which is a little (laughs) little little harsh but like oh we've got the challenging bits over to the side that you can optionally do i i just hate that just give me a level with a flow to it i think uh like they're fine i think they are handled well
0: as as, i think uh, specifically the way in which they are into like the game gives you exits that you have to get all these for they're not like I feel like they're so built into the levels that it's clear where they are. Yeah, you're, You always know which path the hard one because you just look at it and be like, oh, that's a, that's a much harder jump. Definitely need to go that way first because that's where the collectible is. Um, and then it always Skyrim dumps you right back where you started, I think is so good about that. Yeah, but like you still end up in a situation where you have a level and then
1: four difficulty spikes off to the side to it. And I, I'm like, I'd rather have a flow of platforming challenge uh, arranged intentionally. I
0: still think the levels have a good like overall flow as well no, like, as the do. game they, itself.
1: They do. This is just specifically choosing this design style. It's the thing I often bristle mm. against.
0: Uh, I don't I like think it this in does Mario it better games. than Nintendo does. I think it does it better than Mario. Uh, yes,
1: it's, it's better dangerous. than Mario where like the games are fucking babies and they have oh, we have a tiny little coin in the corner. We've got an actual jump for you to think about here. Um, yeah,
0: this specifically is new branches of the level. It's not just here's a coin hidden in a way that requires three harder jumps, right? right.
1: Yes, no. I like, oh. the, the, the news of Mario about this is definitely the weakest one. Um, yes. But uh generally this is a design thing that I I find very frustrating.
0: Mm. Um. um yeah. but as someone who like fundamentally likes games about jumping as like the primary function, I think Lunasus is like an all timer about this. Just because the spaces are really colorful and bright and uh the the arc is generally really relatively good there's like it's weird because i played it like basically the day it came out like day after um so the Lunasus i played has a couple rough spots that are mostly gone in the Lunasus that you might play now if you play especially on pc well i played it yesterday
1: literally like moments after it was patched
0: uh, yeah uh, rolling pins what are they they're fine you just jump over them no they have the biggest hitbox in the entire world <laughs> simply jumped over them really i almost died to the rolling pins actually i think i got my one game over from the rolling pins and then i had to like redo the stage and they still almost died to the rolling pins um by game ever do you mean resets yeah we're like i uh, isn't there it's been a couple weeks there's like a life. you can only get a, number, a couple number times then you have to like reset right no you just reset and it gives you a new counter on the reset well, yeah, but there's, like, there's, like, a life system. Is there? Like, like you have a certain amount of health, and if you get hit four times or whatever, it yeah. sends you to the if you stuff. get hit four times, that's you That's the go only back- time I ever got hit four times. Oh, you meant died from combat, not died from falling down a yes. hole. Okay, I see. Yes, this. because I fall down a whole bunch. It's a video game like okay, that. Okay, then that, that's That's the that's only I time confused. I ever died from combat.
1: I was, like, I was very confused, because I was, like, do you... you- resetting all the time in that game if you miss a jump you're resetting you did not get through
0: that game without missing a single jump i know you <laughs> no, no 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 no. i did not in okay, fact that, there's that. one bit uh that's like towards the end of um there's like a bit we have to jump on like a, a bunch of broken tory gates and then from there you take like a swing And it's one of those that was, like, immediately patched, like, two days after the game came out, but I played the original version, because, like, Fixasara area was way too hard. And I was like, (laughs) it was really fucking hard! It was really hard, there should have been a checkpoint after it, because there wasn't, it was right before this really weird set of jumps, Um, and I died a lot there. I fell down a pit a lot of times. Um, But, um... Uh, I this is what, this is like the form of video games i like the most period is platforming challenges bunch of platforms suspended in air you got to jump over them um and specifically because it's so like th- like this is a game about the aesthetic right and because it's such like a swimmy uh you know early 3d kind of thing um there's like a high res mode that looks fucking awful never oh, if you out. turn that on you're not invited <laughs> yeah get, get out of this podcast um <laughs> um the one thing i will say is i think the bigger shadow should be on by default um because uh the bigger shadow helps a lot the one thing about that game is on the default the uh shadow that uh, you cast is too small because that's how you determine where you land on in video games uh yeah and there's an option there's an option for big shadow it gives you a much bigger like colored distinct shadow and that's the one thing that the game basically should have on by default i think it's um, very useful
1: um yeah yeah
0: um but the way that game specifically does like the the twirling like spin gives you like a bit of a boost for jumps i think it's just really smart and good i think it feels good to go through and it's not like fast the way spark is it is a game about hitting a par time in the same way that's why these are all grouped together kind of um these are much slower games about you collect all the things and get the par time and try to be cool about it um they're just generally lower key but it is one of those um
1: i think ultimately i wish there was like a slide but i think that would uh that would probably ruin it because it you know
0: i definitely f- am interested in like elaboration on that like this game kind of blew up like looking at the developer's twitter account it seemed like this game really got bigger than was expected um working on a sequel that's going to be more like dreamcast inspired i hope there's like more movement options that would be yeah. my one wish but if there's not like it's fine i think this game's really cool
1: because i mean the, the difference between like this and spark is that spark is a game about attempting to like learn the levels and the mechanics of movement so much that it's just like reactive um, yes. It's just like, I am playing this level and I am doing th- expressing myself through the way I do this, right? Whereas uh, Linus is about, uh, here are some platform challenges and I'm not really, I'm like, it's about like actively think I'm concentrating on making sure that I line my guy up with the landing so that I don't fall down a pit. Um, yes. Which are just very different, like mental modes. You are not really getting into a flow state in Linus in the same way.
0: I use that yeah, in the th- highest quotation marks. The thing, like... One of the key components to Sonic to me, and I think this is kind of depends on who you are and where you got into Sonic, is the bit in Sonic Adventure where he's running towards the screen and the whale's eating the pier behind him, right? Yes. There's, there's no game there. There's nothing. It's, it's all the aesthetic. Um, but part of a good platformer to me is the idea that you, the movement sometimes takes a backseat to the thing you're moving through is in itself visually interesting and like exciting to move through. And I think that's the thing Lunas just knocks out of the park in like a space that you're always moving through directly. Um, it's just, like, it's got a food level that's, like, fantastic and fun. Um, it's got, like, multiple, like, like, the beach area is, like, really bright and colorful. It's got a cool autumnal area where you're, like, opening this big tree up by taking a bunch of different branch paths. And I think that area is, like, really neat and evocative because it's, like, really foggy and cool. Um, oh, the, that level the, with the soundtrack that keeps, like, layering in, that one's great. Yes. Yes, I think I just think the aesthetic la- layer of Lunasus is, like, just incredibly on point yeah um,
1: i don't disagree i just like i think one of my my frustrations can be something to when you jump off the high speed rails in luminous you slow down
0: yes um, yes absolutely like, <laughs> it is not a momentum game in the same way and i'm like you've betrayed everything i believe in <laughs> and
1: i understand why they make that choice it makes it easier to land on the next rail uh yes but like chaining jumps together and building speed and feeling like a sense of uh like movement through the level is the thing i'm looking for from platformers just the other other, other
0: version of this is someone's if you if you're listening to this and you have it you need to watch speed runs of spark 2 where they will just pick a direction you didn't even realize that you could go in and build up momentum and just break the level (laughs) it's really cool yes it's so cool because that's a game that like every surface that look like that exists in your site is stand onable if you can get there um they're all like coherent and there's no like big kill planes in the same way that like sonic t- does or whatever um and you can just fuck it up it's wild
1: yeah i, I think this is why the levels in spark are so long by the way uh, yes it's so that when you do the level skipping tricks there is still like two minutes of level there to actually like have there be yeah, space i just i do, just th- I do think spark
0: 3 leans a little too hard in like making a game for those people in a way i wish it didn't
1: yeah i mean i think the way the way you solve that is you put it in an act marker but it's halfway through the level and you and yes. if you quit out you just start from halfway through uh, yeah would be what i would it's <laughs> how i would handle that um yeah i think if you put like an organic kind of act market like they do in sonic 3 uh yeah like n- don't have to go cut to a menu screen but i think it just like segmenting it would make
0: a big difference mm-hmm. um which i guess brings us to like a weird in in the way that these two things exist i think uh our last set of games like i think tori splits the difference here in that um that's a game that lets you do a lot of weird speed run break stuff even though it is it depicts itself as like a momentumless collectathon style game. It's like really weird in the way it's like it can stretch itself.
1: Yeah. Um I haven't I should watch a story speedrun. I haven't like seen how far you can push it.
0: Yeah. It's not like extreme, but like if you finish like I finished toy 3D and you you just get a character that can like fly um and you just realize that like the rest of the levels are level 2 but like it's not really important cuz like the, the S ranks, the, the S ranks are there. You can get them just playing the game as intended, right? It, they're not like you have to break the game to get the S ranks, which is good. I think it's like bad to require that. But there's just a lot of weird stuff in Tori if you like poke at the edges. Um, but it is a game about like a little bird that moves kind of slow. It has a kind of like a dash that makes your, your turn radius worse, like, but you go faster and you're going through very, like seven really small stages. This game's a dollar. It's on Switch and PC, like I said, um, and you collect a bunch of stars. and You get to the end and it's just like the most simple version of that um of the thing we're talking about um but because of its elementalness it just is like is it enough to run in a straight line and collect guys and like jump on things And i'm like yeah actually i think this kind of whips
1: uh okay i was a little more negative on tori and i was like i i just i run in a straight line i collect the guys the challenge is how straight can i make this line yes uh, which isn't nothing I, I kind of enjoy that but like you have those things that um flow up in the air really slowly. Yeah. I hate them. Uh, there's the uh, the ice and the speed up bits, which are a little more interesting. Um, I like
0: the the things in the air because it's like, how do I shortcut this as much as possible? Can I skip one and go to the next one? And I think that stuff's always really fun. Um, Spark has that too with like the the boost rings. Like, I'm always like, can I skip this set of boost rings? Can I like make it? Can I go fast enough that I could just skip this one and get to the next boost ring? Um, I love when I can do that.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean that that stuff is great. in Spark where you're like. Hurricane, I oh, don't know, catapulting yourself uh, across different homing beacon things. Um, whereas in Tori, I was like, is, "Is this really all there is to it?" But it's a dollar, so like, it's fine, right? Like, it's a set, you've run through, you play these levels for half an hour, and you go, "Yep, I ran through the levels, totally fine." Uh, but I ended up coming off a little, um, well, like, well, that was a waste of my time in a way that I don't, I don't mean like, it is a mean thing to say.
0: Um, I I think Tori is like a perfectly great little time game. I, I like I love uh, the I think the truck stage in Tori One is like one of the be- the best stage in the two games. I really love it's like yes busted I do like the momentum.
1: Tru- I do like the truck stage. I'm like yes I also like
0: cluster truck. Yeah, but cluster trucks like annoying because it's it's so random and um the the physics are fiddly and like that's the point. But like I want a game where I can like where where I don't have to like rely on the game slop to line up just right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um in a way where like Tori's just a, a pattern it's just the physics are weird because it's a bunch of moving objects all moving independently and your your physics are also dependent upon um how you're moving on those platforms but like the way in which it does like a really low fi really low budget version of like there's a big stage where there's like a bunch of uh like platforms and in, in water and you hit this giant aircraft carrier and you're like running you're like boosting down the aircraft carrier and none of it's like as fast as a Sonic game, right? But it's like evoking that sort of blue sky Sega aesthetic um in this incredibly like small space. Uh is just watching someone do that is really fun to me. Um yeah. like it's and a they- demo scene game, right? Like it's not it's not a re- it's not a big product in the way the other ones are. Yeah. Like even
1: even by this scale of like small one person yes. type games, it is definitely a smaller thing in scope. Um, yes. Uh, which is true like i I like the aesthetic, I think the game looks great, um but I was definitely playing it, and I was like why what's the thing? Is there like a thing, or are I just gonna do these like uh these jumps uh and then I realized the thing was it was spooky um, <laughs>
0: it's sometimes a little spooky, but in like a really charmingly nothing way <laughs> uh yeah, but i like um. I definitely got stars little, will eat you if you don't move fast like, enough.
1: I definitely got a little rude of like, oh, if you don't have any mechanical hook for your indie game, just fucking
0: make it a little spooky. I think Tori has enough mechanical hook. You are running and collecting and boosting. It's uh, fine. I mean, it's totally fine. It, it only purports to be half an hour of running and collecting and boosting.
1: It is like yeah. on the scale. It's a 2D version of a like, Flash game I would play, right? Like it is yeah. aesthetically fun. I like the music. The jumping is totally satisfying for the like less than an
0: hour running time it has Um, yeah no this is literally like a 20 minute game for me i like played through it unlocked the other character i flew flew around i'm like oh can you go to all these places oh you can just kind of fly all around and there's like weird stuff in some of the spaces Uh. Uh, yeah Uh, so like
1: any frustrations are basically moot by just the kind of game it is
0: yeah um and 2 basically is the same thing it has a cool spaceship of armada level also which i think is sick that's a cool level design that more people Mm -hmm. should steal
1: yeah, Toro already is a little more like aesthetic uh reach. Uh I like it a little less. It leans
0: harder on the fest stuff. I agree. Um it also has it also has an extremely annoying boss fight at the end. <laughs> sure fucking does. Which I just don't think is good. I think it's like, oh, I see why you made this, and it's like it's, it's like oh we're gonna do a real boss fight like a big boy game the thing is i don't like those boss fights in the big boy games either um i just think this model of you're in a ring around a big giant boss is gonna do attack patterns at you and one of the attack patterns makes it expose a weakness when you like reflect a thing and then you can do damage i'm like man this shit is so tired to me i'd much rather just run through an area and collect things this is why they put Devil May cry and spark so you never
1: have to ever do a three cycle pattern boss ever
0: yes that's true that's true
1: um but you still got the like shonen showdowns that are what these games
0: are about yes um there's a bit in spark 3 where he just turns into the same game but you're giant robots so And i'm like you don't have to do this <laughs> it's pretty cool though <laughs> um but yeah it's weird because like tory 2 ends up bridging towards games where we're not really covering in this but it, i think it's like interesting to talk about is part of this revolution is also the early 3d games like in 64 they were about Or like Bubsy 3D even is like a famous but like negative example. But it's interesting of 3D spaces that were like existed, but no one really knew how to make a game around them. So it's mostly about you exploring them as you engage with like the the main directive. But it's like, look around this space and do stuff while you're in there. Um, Not really part of this, but I played uh, Super Kiwi 64, um, which is like a Banjo-Kazooie. But what if you're the bird from Mario Odyssey? Um, And it's also like an under an hour game um and it does have some weird creepypasta stuff because that's just like the audience are selling these to um kids who grew up on something's gotta be weird shit in your game and so it suggests lore that people think too hard about i find um, it so obnoxious i find
1: it outsizedly obnoxious i don't know why I'm so I, I think it's
0: it. I, it's not to my taste but i just don't care i do uh super key 64 has these like, great like bitmap skeletons hiding around levels i think that's really funny i i don't i don't hate it um mm-hmm. I'm fine when there's, like, um, a
1: weird, creepy NPC and, like, all, all you know, the, the, the whale, or what, the, the big eel in uh, Mario 64, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is present in those games. And, but it definitely gets built out now in a way of, like, where you see bits of code and there's glitches and there's lore. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't want this platform to have a Five Nights and Freddy's optional components.
0: That's just because you need to sell games to people that are I not us, so. right? Like, the kids love the lore. And I, as long as you don't ask me to actually care about it, if I, if I can just kind of enjoy it aesthetically and then, like, do whatever... Um, if there's like a blue screen death guy that's cool whatever there's no creepy creepypasta in spark because it's selling to children from 15 years ago clearly it's
1: yeah like, sparks for old people <laughs> there are young people i know who are into that game because there are always young people who are into sonic yeah. but it is squarely aimed at the old people of, of the, the, the young people of 2005 yeah from an internet long death
0: <laughs> yeah the thing that like tory gestures too is the, the style of 3d game that is not necessarily about going fast and like doing cool jumps it's about here's a big 3d playground and like there's going to be some hard boundaries at the edges but kind of you can fudge it and like just look around and sometimes there's weird stuff that's kind of just like feels like the 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 detritus of stuff that never was around the spaces i think that stuff's Mm -hmm. really cool like super qb64 is way more about that but tori is not not about that part of the like creepypasta-ness is like Sometimes there's a weird, there's like a guy from one of the developers' earlier games, like just in some of the levels, like hanging out in the like if you if you float all the way to the cornice level, there's just a weird guy there. it's like, why is he there? Well, it's just an Easter egg if you want to go look. But like that kind of like play for the sake of here's a big space and explore it if you want, if you want to kill some time and just kind of float around the level and see what's there. Mm-hmm. Um is, I think, an important part of the 3D, the specifically the 3D game experience that has kind of fallen out of video games because everything has to be hyper tunneled uh because you're making a, like a cinematic experience that people you have to build assets for everything so it's all really expensive so there is no extra there there past the very narrow camera locked positions of things right yeah
1: like it just takes too long to produce assets on 3d spaces now in like any large-scale modern video game mm-hmm. you're not gonna have the like this thing was left in and it's just kind of weird uh at least to the same extent it's not completely gone away um but also, it's like, you know, that stuff's in Fortnite on purpose as a part of a marketing scheme. Yes. Uh, which is a different kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much more I have. Uh, I'm very happy with this month. I enjoyed playing platformers. They're just, it's a genre I like.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad that there's so many of them now. And uh, we we played all these on our Steam decks. Um, <laughs> I played Spark really... on my TV. Thank you. Oh, did you? Okay. Um Oh, yeah, because you have a PC hooked up to your TV. Yeah. I played all because I played Spark 2 Origin and Xbox where it's available. um, But uh, Lunasys and Tori uh, are on Switch. Spark famously is not PC only, but like they all run great on a Steam Deck, if that's the way you want to go. Um, And it's just fun to boot, boot up a small game and play it. And it's just there, like it's like you're downloading it off of the eShop, but everything moves smoother because <laughs> the, s- the Switch fucking sucks. It's such a terrible platform. Yeah. Um, and you play the game and it runs at 60 and it's great. <laughs> the part where I just have a device that I can lay in bed and play Spark the Electric Jester at 60 frames a second is not nothing. In fact, it's it's worth a lot to me. <laughs> it's really cool.
1: Steam Deck's a big deal. It has
0: torpedoed an entire industry. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, emulation the, like retro handheld emulator. Like oh. people still want those because people want to put stuff in their pocket. Uh, our friend Omar will, will be bu- buying them till the cows come home. But let's not let's not pretend the space has not been fully
1: disrupted by the arrival of big boy video game company releases exactly the thing literally everyone wants.
0: Yeah it's yeah it's 400 dollars, but they're taking a loss on it because they hope you're gonna buy games and you know what i will i will i've been buying more games on steam than i've been buying games on steam literally in since like 2015 when i played games regularly right right i mean because you you
1: online, you don't have a pc hooked up your tv so like if you're playing a pc no. game you got to play it at your
0: work computer yeah i mean um, i got a new chair recently which helps there's that but yes Um, and do we have anything else? Should we move on to questions? No, we
1: can move on to questions. Um, great games. Uh, Spark 3, one of the
0: best games uh, we've ever covered. That's Spark 2, also one of the great best games we've ever covered. Yeah, I mean, you can take a pick. Uh, I just... Um... <laughs> just I'm not going to let this Spark 2 erasure last. People, Is there... people are down on Spark 2, and I think you're fucking wrong.
1: I was never down on Spark 2. I wasn't no, privy to most of these debates because I played I'm 3 I'm just mad late.
0: about people on the Discord. That's really all that's happened here.
1: I, I have no witness into whatever arguments you were all having before i played these games this week um yeah i like them all i'm i just think it's like incredible that finally someone's done it sonic adventure 3 it's real
0: If you would like to send us questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, they can be about anything, not just games we're covering. Our first email is from Autumn. If you had to rank every single game you played in 2022, what do you think would be in the middle? Oh, not best, me. not worse, just perfectly average. Autumn! <laughs> um,
1: this is where, first of all, by me not having a backlogged, like, up-to-date, uh, really
0: screws me over. Halo 5 my answer Ooh. i've mostly played really good games yeah so. the thing is okay so i guess it depends average in terms of like all the games i've ever played or average in 2022 because i've played very few bad games this year so like my average is probably going to be like game boy mega man 2 which i thought was perfectly fine you know or three right. one, of the, one of the ones i liked but not like one of the last two which are really good um <laughs>
1: Like I've played, like Snatcher, maybe in the middle for me. I don't know. I've yeah. played a lot
0: of games better. Uh, I've
1: played yeah. some games worse. Um, yeah. It really depends. Survival Kids. That was that was uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but pretty I've good. also it. I've also like I'm like bending the average high because I've not really played that many bad games.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. Neve writes in about Spark himself. Why has he got no pants? He's got a jacket now. He's got a jacket now. He used to have nothing. It's it is weirder to give him pants though. I mean, with a, ja- I mean, a jacket, no pants, because now you're like, because all the other characters have clothes. He's not even an electric jester. No. He's like a, an
1: electric jester for about five minutes. Yes. It's not really. It's a very silly
0: mascot thing. Fark is an electric jester.
1: No, Fark's the inheritor of the
0: uh, uh But he's got, he's got the hat all the time and he has like an electric run because he's a robot guy. It's true. He is a robot guy. Yeah. He gets a fucking Halo energy sword. Fark's so cool. He does get the Halo energy
1: sword. The, the, the loss of the like forms in Spark yeah. 3, like a good mechanical choice to make when designing a 3D game. They already cut mm. them down massively from from one uh, where yeah. like having Kirby powers was like core to the game. Yeah. Uh but I do miss that you can like get the Ener- halo energy sword form or get the shadow of the hedgehog form. Yes. Shadow of the hedgehog form. It's pretty sick. He did the it, when you when you switch to the shadow of the hedgehog form, he does the shadow of the hedgehog um you know roller skate uh walk cycle, not the regular run cycle.
0: It might be the coolest movement cycle in video games. The shadow of the hedgehog rollerblading run.
1: That's so good. He just skates through at the same speed as Sonic.
0: Uh Hilver writes in uh with two questions uh first off, take guns out of one game with guns, put guns into a game without guns doesn't have to be the same gun
1: The thing is, most games with guns, I like because I'm like, what games that have guns that could stand till you like not have them These are the number couple- seven whoa 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 what are you talking about
0: <laughs> what if you didn't have to fight guys in Killer 7 it was just an adventure do you game.
1: know how satisfying it is to pull it out and pop up up on the little things
0: eh it's alright it,
1: that's some of the best guns in video games what
0: are you eh. talking about eh I much prefer the adventure game parts of Killer 7
1: that's still 80% of Killer 7 <laughs> every <laughs> couple of screens you, you have you one of the coolest gun guys? animations I, you're crazy no. you did crazy talk <laughs> Well, then pick something better. let um, to take guns out of?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, like, the easiest answer is, like, any RPG, right? Um, uh, like, you could take guns out of Mass Effect or Fallout, and the game becomes better because I'm not oh in a shooter. Oh, my God absolutely
0: like, no no if, uh, mass effect without the guns was a game i wanted literally for like 10 years and i realized that i don't actually like bioware's writing anymore so. right that was the
1: thing that happened to me is that i would have like met ma- that i would have like jumped to the bit jumped out, up and screamed mass effect with an answer if you danced me a decade ago yes yes um and now i'm like well i mean i i, I uh it wouldn't be good because i if it's still mass effect writing then that's a huge problem. Um but fundamentally, just like a detective game about doing stuff in space is the perfect video game. So,
0: yes, uh,
1: I still believe uh, it on some level, just in a different way.
0: Put guns in a game without guns. Um, I would like to put,
1: I was about to say Tony Hawk's Pro Scatter, but that exists. I should play Rolodome.
0: Um, Shenmue. <laughs> And Not in a sarcastic Yakuza way. You want literally no, Shenmue, as in literally, literally Ryo has a gun that he found in like his dad's drawer, and you can pull it out and shoot and kill any person in the video game. But but it's Shenmue, so you've got like six bullets,
1: right? Yes, and Death that's yeah. permanent
0: because the whole game you can only yes. use the gun six times. Also, you kill a person in the world of Shenmue, and the game will react accordingly. Uh, but you've also
1: got a program for, like, NPC reactions when you pull out a fucking gun in Shenmue. Yes, yes. You know what? This is genius. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, should, I mean, I know they did bring my Shenmue, but everyone hated
0: it. They're probably wrong. Uh, the dream of Shenmue Dia is still real. Deal liked it. So. Yeah, I trust Deal more than everyone else. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then a second question. On retro screens, there's talk of eating your vegetables when it comes to classic films. Does the same concept exist in games, and what isn't a vegetable game? Ocarina of Time! I mean,. I think they're still good, but, like, the hump of getting someone to, like, you should play most of the Final Fantasies that exist is a big ask for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of classic games. There are a lot of games that I guess
1: are like, would fall into this. I guess we, we do say that more as, like, uh, getting over well, the over thing the, hump. the thing
0: is, going in, the, like, the ask you have to give yourself to play an old thing that is not necessarily in your interest set, but you're doing because it it's important, <laughs> is the same whether the game on the other end is good or bad that's true and on the other end you're like that was great i'm glad it did it and if it's bad you're like well i ate my vegetables on that one right yes um because there's a world in which like when we were going in
1: at the start of this podcast we thought doom would be this and then it was well, the yeah, of Doom. one of the greatest games ever time all
0: the time doom 2 is a vegetables game <laughs> that's true it's really important to also have played Doom 2, but I don't like it very much.
1: Eating your vegetables. And then what that means is okay, where the fuck is this key card? I'm going through a million different rooms. <laughs> I'm
0: I'm searching for my vegetables in the world's <laughs> stupidest maze.
1: <laughs> I have my blue and green vegetables, but not my yellow vegetables.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I think I think there's a l I think any game that you didn't grow up with that's old and like not in a genre you particularly like fits this this thing. You're like I don't really I don't really know anything about like old PC games like you know play Mist, that's a vegetable game turns out I love Mist, you know I uh, was playing Riven love Riven but that's a vegetables game it's like a pain in the ass yes it just happens to be sick
1: also that, Riven has peaked this cause especially with the hump of like you got to sit down and prepare yourself for two to maybe four hours of not knowing what the fuck you're doing but you
0: have to pay yes. attention to everything yes and also none of it yeah. matters but you don't know that yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. um Literally impossible to tell what's lore, what's a puzzle, and there's like one puzzle in the game. It, yeah. Riven's maybe the most inacc inexce- I still can't believe Riven exists. As like they made <laughs> mist, and what did they blow it on? Like the most inapproachable game ever. Ever. Yeah. And it yeah. happens to be kind of a masterpiece, but only if you're a certain kind of person. So weird. Yeah.
0: What a cool thing. Also, also it accidentally trips into being like a really cool story about like colonialism.
1: Yeah, but completely <laughs> on a it's also a really racist story about colonialism intentionally yes,
0: yes. <laughs> and then unintentionally um, it's also cool yeah it's
1: cool. um yeah. i bought a i bought abduction in the steam cell because it was like 80 percent off oh nice uh, i'd like to try that see what they're like these yeah. days what they're up to um
0: we're oh, yeah we're still eating vegetable games like if i ever play chrono cross or Final fantasy tactics those will be vegetable games if i like them on the other end that's great i hope i do yeah. but um there's no guarantee Um, I really want to play Mega Man Legend. That's gonna be a that's a vegetable game. That's a vegetable Um, game. Yeah. Uh Benjamin writes in, congrats, you just got the high score. What initials are you putting in?
1: Um J E T. My my initials.
0: I am a lifelong AAA putter. No, coward, loser, (laughs) hate you. I really just don't care about high scores. I'm like, A -A -A, let's go.
1: uh i hate seeing because the thing i didn't like is when you play a game enough times but it keeps track of all your scores and they all say aaa a, a, and i'm like let's go away just i'd rather get rid of the high
0: score stream i just have never i because i grew up i grew up in the era where i was still at arcades like you know every place had like a fucking pac-man machine or breakout or something but i didn't like grow up in the arcades i had consoles i just have never been a high score person i just don't my brain does not work that way um, Did you ever get a high school in a, in just like accidentally yeah. one time? Yeah, sure. But like yeah. even playing Mr. Games, hey, hey, let's go. Who cares? <laughs> sure. Uh, it couldn't be me. <laughs> this is just, this is just how I am. Like, you know, whatever. Um, no, I mean, this is just types of people. Um, like I always think of like, uh, Gersten always puts in Jeff, J E F, which I think is fun. It is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah no i hey, hey let's go get out of here sure um alex writes in uh what's a platformer with the worst jump <laughs> also uh this is this is preface with here's a great question the genre of is out on a games podcast and then everyone sits around and goes uh i can't think of anything <laughs>
1: Um, I was about to say uh, Kingdom Hearts 1. It's not really a platformer, but I... It...
0: Ooh, ooh, it has a fucking... You, um, Are you sure you don't want to say Birth by Sleep? No, because by then it's like explicitly not a platformer, but like you can feel... Okay. Like I just remember that video of you in the fucking weird <laughs> yeah, gear yeah. level. Okay, that one room where it's constantly playing... <laughs> uh, yeah. Is the worst, like is actual
1: torture. And you have to go through that room s- nine times. Wait, six times. Three, three times. Why do I say 9? I don't know. I've played it a few times. Whatever. But you go through it every character and you go through it a couple times with each. And it's just a nightmare. Um, by then, Kingdom Hearts is barely a platformer. The couple, that's like the only room they really ask you to do jumps like that. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: whereas Kingdom Hearts 1 comes out of like they wanted to make a Mario 64 and they made Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh, so, again, not really a platformer, but it does have a truly terrible jump.
0: Yeah um i'd say epic mickey epic mickey's got a fucking terrible jump that's not a very good video game
1: i've never played it no i I
0: really wanted to like it because i was in like still in my disney person phase i was so on board and i was like this is just not a good video game uh what's what's the non-platformer with the best jump uh alex suggests anybody x where you sprint around lucas street and throw yourself about 50 meters at once it's great that does sound pretty good
1: um i have a weird answer i mean i have an answer that could actually be both
0: I have I have an answer, so go ahead. So, Ninja Gaiden Black.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing platforming...
0: Boss baby voice.
1: <laughs> no, no, this was one, this real. This is not just because I, I know, played it.
0: I know it's just, real, but it's funny. That you You just played it, you know what
1: I mean! You yes, know this know is a real mean, answer. and Shut I mean. the fuck yes. up. <laughs> um, but it has, like, when you actually have to do platforming and, like, arrange yourself to move from one platform to another, one of the worst jumps It's barely for the purpose. You just move at a fixed rate across a certain distance. You can't Adjust. You can't see where you're going. Terrible. Uh, Fucking sucks. Nightmare jump. However, uh, when you're like moving around the city and you are chaining rolls into jumps, oh, feels amazing. That's such a satisfying way to move. It's such a good jump in that context. So weird. Uh, Somehow, Um, both of these.
0: My answer is Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Yo, that's a platformer. (laughs) It's not a platformer. (laughs) in no universe is hulk called destruction a platformer but it does have an incredible wind up bounding jump that is just really good
1: yeah they just took the uh i mean that's, that's just spider man 2 but with hulk
0: yeah they took the spider man um, 2
1: jump and gave it to hulk and put damage on it
0: yeah um alex then follows up with obviously any game it's better if they add a jump even if the jump is awful Thirteen Two, just give me a button to press when i run around 13
1: 2 <laughs> jump suck it's like way overly animated it feels awful but i'm so happy i could finally jump
0: yes absolutely and
1: not just on individual blues
0: spheres yeah um emma writes in you often talk about what makes a good jump button but what in your mind makes a good air dash button the right trigger <laughs> just in terms of like feel though what are you looking for out of your air dash um i'm looking for
1: uh well enough actual momentum to like i'm looking for an air dash that is um not reliant on your, it will like reset your momentum um well,
0: yeah I, I guess so here's my my couple of rules that i just thought up thinking of this question i, I wanted to yeah. i wanted to build off the momentum i already have so like if i'm going forward and want to go left yes. i will not immediately turn left and go straight left but, but i do if want to, I be miss able to a jump. mostly do that like I, I, I,
1: I need it. I need the thing to be able to look to be corrective. Yes. Right? I need the air yes, to be yes. able to let
0: me move me back if I move too far yes. in the wrong direction. It needs to be both additive and corrective. Um, The boost itself, like the first, like when you hit it has to be like, you have to like feel it. You know, I want an oomph. um but once the oomph dies down as it inevitably does i want it to also maintain like the added momentum i don't want it to be like a boost and then you immediately return back to your old speed which doesn't happen very often in air drums but does happen in boosts generally very often this is more of a car problem than an air dash problem but it's annoying enough that i want to point out don't do that um but generally Um,
1: speaking and i like air dashes are usually good
0: put an air dash in your game Yes, this is not a 3D platformer thing. This is more of a 2D platformer thing. But I do like when the air dash can be angled upwards a little bit. Yeah, that's like some. Don't need to go straight up. Sometimes it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I do like a just straight up air dash. But that's if Magnet I go X. up a little bit, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, air air dashing in general, just because jumps are out of video games, really. Air dashing in general is a lost art.
1: I was about to say, jumps are out of video games, but I guess you're right.
0: Yeah. Especially 3D games. How many three D games have like real good meaty jumps that were like doing You can't
1: jump in God of War anymore. That's so yeah, exactly. fucked up. There's a God of yeah. War game and you
0: can't jump. Yep. Emma asks if we played any Sonic fan games. Um, I played shouts some. out. So that's specifically Sonic Robo Blast 2 as a 3D one and um talks about Lake uh preferred, preferred making Sonic after the sequel and Sonic Chrono Adventure, which yeah, I haven't played any of these. I'd like to. But um i uh haven't gotten around to it. this is like this is some stuff that i'm like i need to next year getting new computers like on the agenda and that's like new computer stuff for me yeah i've played sonic gt which i
1: really like um but it it has it has a thing that actually like spark 2 really suffers from uh which is like some of the sound effects are just like kind of weak and it's shocking what a difference that makes in in, in spark it's specifically the spring sound effect in spark mm-hmm. 2 you barely hear it i'm like that just turning the volume up on the spring would improve this game feel immeasurably
0: <laughs> yeah that's um, true
1: and G so T gt's a little kind of like that it's like it feels really good to run around that's another big momentum game and uh, it's all about big wide slopes and long jumps and uh, you have two different homing attacks one for a pass through and one for a, a like rebound it's one of those yeah. uh and uh, i quite like that one uh i've played a bit of Robo Blast too but i don't like it as much because that, that's a uh, like that's like a what if classic sonic was 3d type thing uh so there's no yeah. homing attack uh it's much more aesthetically in that direction um yeah. but yeah you know so that's kind of
0: where my experience are. i haven't gone that far uh jacob writes in do you think people growing up with access to infinite free flash games will have a different idea of what a good platform feels like or what good game design looks like in general feel like i have a laser target of what i like from playing a billion terrible and sometimes incredible flash games that are all inaccessible now Guess you go to itch or play free games. But I don't think itch has the cultural momentum, and most of the free games on like phones feel terrible on the touch screen. Most of those don't have jumps anyway because it's now all fucking timers and shit. Um, that's my editorializing. I, I will say that, like, the teens are playing more free games than we realize, uh,
1: which is what yes. I learned in the EBE episode. Um, Yes, realizing that this like weird RPG maker game was like huge with fifteen year olds on Tumblr at one point. Yes, um, like, oh, so the, the kids are still getting weird indie games from weird free sources that are not just. It's not just every kid is in the Fortnite, um, mobile game treadmill. Uh yeah. kids still like sometimes no on the Roblox treadmill,
0: and sometimes, sometimes people are making games with jumps in those.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that's actually the real dark one. <laughs> yeah. but like, there still exists a vast like subculture of interests for kids and teens who can't buy games making smaller things or d- being yeah. exposed to smaller things uh, I, I don't think the spirit like
0: flash games themselves have gone away but i don't actually think that specific thing has disappeared as much as we would like to say it has just on well, the other side of it's it it's funny because i read this email and i go flash games are not where i go for games about jumping good what are you talking about <laughs> uh, <that is> what <laughs> they're it's... like the most terrible jumping on things games on earth <laughs> i mean that's, that's what the email's saying <laughs> i know but it's just like like as someone who grew up where platformers were the de facto form of games, like shelf products you buy for fifty dollars or whatever, um, the the Newgrounds version of that was always fucking terrible. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this about like I have an Xbox, right? I don't have I don't have two D games available
1: to me. Yes. I'm playing fucking Thing Thing and other you know Thing Thing was actually fun. Uh, but other like Newgrounds games I have long forgotten. Yeah, and in the middle of this, I play N. I play N. Right? I find N, and I'm like, fuck.
0: Yeah. N!
1: yeah my N, mind is yeah. that's how i felt the
0: first time i played and it was incredible yeah. i never felt yeah. anything like it <laughs> um yeah there, there's some good ones obviously but just in the same way that like the original version of video games were like maze games which have all but disappeared or like shmups which still exists but as a niche product i just think the platformer is a niche genre now um the shooter is becoming a niche genre like that that the games have, games have moved on broadly um there's like a couple of big titans left but no one it's not a thriving market of shooters out there right kids are going to grow up today and not probably play that many shooters outside of like fortnite
1: i mean the fortnite is the biggest game in the world and yeah. it is a shooter but like the shooter is incidental yeah. to its appeal yeah.
0: Uh, yeah even
1: though even though there's you know there's still people who like love it because of the technical yeah. shooting um yeah but it's even moving like the technical thing about fortnite was the building which they've now got rid of in the main mode because they haven't found it too annoying and you know i was yes
0: uh, well yeah it's like everyone everyone over 18 didn't have the muscle memory skills to like build so they got rid of that
1: yeah i mean it's the same way with like naraka blade point or whatever like the kids are going to gravitate towards the high technical things because yes. they're kids they've got loads of time and they can you know they can do that um yeah. yeah i mean that is true about shooters but also in dying shooters are sicker than they've been in a while like you know shooters yeah. also in the 3d platform space of uh look how many cool indie shooters there are they're all yeah. everyone's calling them boomer shooters which I yeah. find
0: fun, um slot starts in what butt rock theme should be played at the end of spark three i don't have I don't know butt rock outside of the ones that are in sonic, so I, I I couldn't speak to this
1: um well i I don't have an exact answer, but it shouldn't be a original song. it should be like bleeding mascara by a trail or something.
0: oh my god <laughs> uh, um, because
1: that's the it, it, they should make an exception to copyright law for Spark 3 and just let it put some stupid fucking, uh, you know, Flash game soundtrack pulls in that oh, EXE yeah. file.
0: Uh, also, who's better, Fark or Shadow? Well, Shadow, sorry. Sh- I
1: mean, like, this is the actual thing, is that I think uh, Spark 3 is better to play than Sonic Adventure 2. I think the levels are better. I think it's a more developed game in like the capital G sense. Uh it's yeah. not Sonic Adventure 2 in terms of its like full aesthetic like impact yeah uh, Also, is, you faker
0: <laughs> you're the fake hedgehog around here <laughs> yeah
1: um, it, it has an equally like well not equally it has like its own version of a charming weird yeah. kind of too earnest story but it just doesn't hit in the way that sonic 2 hits it just doesn't have yeah. it uh and yeah. that's true nothing else has it like sonic 2
0: um adam writes in seems a lot of modern sonic inspired games try to innovate on the formula by adding more combat mechanics i personally think too much combat detracts from the selling point of a speed-based platformer which is go fast do you all think any of these type of games strike a good balance between combat and speed um the thing i think ultimately as someone who thinks going fast is the key to what makes sonic fun we have to let it go a little bit i think i think we we often push it too far and make the games worse um Playing Sonic Frontiers as I got through the game and unlocked more of their like tech tree, I'm like, when they gave you the actual moves for the combat, I think the combat of that game's all right. It's weird in that they clearly key components of the fight, of the combat in that game were clearly taken out last minute.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, the they, you mean the parry? You mean that the parry? The
0: doesn't exist anymore. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, just hold the button and we'll, we'll do whatever. We'll turn that. We'll yeah. turn that part off. Don't worry about it. Never mind. It's a key component to every boss fight. To every <laughs> it's like boss fight. The, to multiple like individual enemy designs and like yes. bits of activities around the open world. Ah fuck it. We've yes. no more. Don't worry about it. Um I uh I think there could be more experience than that. The actual thing is there's only like three types of combat in video games, and so they gotta pick one of them, and I that's the bummer. Um The thing that Where's Friend- the Where's the Sonics but it's Dark Souls combat? That's got someone's gotta try that sometime.
1: Ooh. Well that can't possibly work.
0: <laughs> no, it, it can't possibly work, but someone's gotta try it, right? Those are the most like opposed games because Sonic's all about like momentum uh and but what if it was about the momentum as building up weapon attacks also like no, the, the other- more momentum you have the more in the more like stamina you have to do attacks
1: yeah, but the, 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 the reason that won't work is that Sonic's about momentum when you're going fast when you're in combat it's about like homing attacks and
0: I know in 3d this, this, i'm not saying this would be easy or it would work at all but i'd love to see someone try uh so he wants to join with me
1: on my game jam project of making a uh, demo just, of a sonic game that has dark souls combat
0: i'm just saying what if there was a game that like every sword swipe was enormous and difficult like dark souls except if you were running at top speed like sonic in which case you just hold your sword out and fucking cut things in half like it's morpheus and matrix reloaded oh sonic of the black knight yeah but like a good game <laughs> i don't even hate song of the black knight but like it's not really this right like that, that's that's yeah. a that's a very different that's an on-rails video game yes um, um to- i'm just saying if you go up to a torius at like 600 miles an hour and cut him in half that would be pretty sick to me that would be pretty sick <laughs> uh, i i think that like um spark 3 and sonic frontiers
1: are games i think that i i, I like a lot about their approach which is uh unlike m i don't mind the closed wall it's a combat bit yeah um I just think if you, like, pace them right. I think, for example, in that Tower Climb bit of Sonic Frontiers we talked about, where they're like, okay, there's, like, five enemies to take through, and then you do the little bounty thing, and then you go on to the next bit. Uh, if they're paced well in, like, a progression of events, I like that a lot. I think Sonic Heroes is also, in the early stages, pretty good at this, before the enemies start taking too many hits. Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, here's some enemies. They are the next obstacle to deal with. Uh, but you can go too far. You can make some real annoying combat. Um But luckily, I think that, like, the Sonic games have been too. Haven't had a problem with it at least recently. Like you can get to like Sonic 06 Shadow levels, and the problem there is they they have like combat rooms, but uh you're just doing the homing attack on them, so you're just pressing A A A million times.
0: Yes. Um, we have a long email from Udaba that mostly just reiterates all the things about combat and video games that we talked about. So I don't know if I there's not there's no question here really, but it is really good. Um and was yep. the one person who really got into, like, the combat part of Spark, so...
1: This is a cheat. You don't have to necessarily email in if uh, we've al- we've already, um, like, engaged with a little point from the Discord. Yeah. Uh, already it very does open, It does
0: open. Brian Eno once said, uh, whatever you fi- now find weird, ugly, and uncomfortable and nasty about new media will surely become its signature. Surely here he was talking about Spark the Electric jester <laughs> which true. is just an incredible thing to say in an email, so thank you for that. I love yeah, this. Yes, no, great email, uh, but we... we <laughs> uh, uh, unknown to you had already engaged with your points in the earlier episode yeah. also points out fark's cool shocked the end of spark 3 that i was really invested in him this is exactly what happened to me i got to the end and fark was like wait it's fark i love fark what a cool little guy and then when i could play as fark i just never looked back fuck spark who cares well, not
1: that i was like in deeply invested in the story of spark but i was like fuck's like a good guy he's not why why is spark trying to stop him in this whole game yeah. what's going on here and then i get to the end and explain it, and I'm like, okay yeah sure that's the way you could take this why not <laughs> Yeah. There's that one panel where it's like, I, I I talk to the government to sort something out. And there's like fucking Fox standing next to uh, one of the little guys with a government
0: mm-hmm. flag behind him. I'm like, man, video games. Um, Emerus writes in, what's your favorite winter-themed or holiday-themed game?
1: Um, I genuinely struggle to think of like, holiday themed games other than the nightmare before christmas stuff and kingdom hearts and stature which i did very recently that one's on my mind but i'm like yeah. christmas game holiday game norco's a whole christmas so that's i know i know I christmas I nights,
0: nights exists um yeah. <laughs> i haven't played it yet i'll get to that this year but um uh winter i always i always think of like the big uh the penguin mario level like the fucking big original snow level in Mario 64 yeah drop that guy's like kid the off the, the edge. The penguins. Yeah. yeah um that is like the default winter level to me in my heart (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah it's weird because like i can think of a lot of games with christmas levels but i don't like most of them Mm -hmm. so it's like eh, you know what are you gonna do um it do be like that and winter stuff like ice is always kind of really annoying so everyone's like oh ice games where you gotta like run on ice you know
1: yes i mean i I do enjoy running on ice if you, you can make it work in games but it can be really annoying
0: can be really annoying. Yep. Um, I think that's it again. Is that a podcast. Unrollmappingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send in emails, Next month, we are playing Ender Lilies. What's the subtitle, Jackson? Oh, I
1: didn't have it up.
0: I didn't have it up either.
1: Uh, Ender Lilies. Quietus of the nights. Well, that's why we didn't remember the subtitle because the subtitle oh, is go. Quietus of the nights. Man, Ender when there's Lilies nights the are something
0: around. Something of
1: Boris. <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: these knights better not have a quietus um yeah which is on uh, all consoles and pc it is uh 2d action rpg uh we're gonna have a guest this is like one of our last beach house kind of things we have yeah uh-huh. clearing up um and uh looking forward to it uh because it looks it looks pretty i hope it's good i have no idea but it looks pretty
1: yep this is uh one of those Metroidvania post night things that would show up with one of this is one of the cool ones yeah um, um, modern wave of kind of difficult combat based metrovanias is yeah, at least what I think i'm looking outside. at the,
0: i'm looking at the screenshots one of these bosses looks bullet little bit helly so i'm like fuck yeah i love that
1: oh is it going in that direction in the yeah, maybe. wonder labyrinth of you know that but the other well? there's
0: another boss here that's like it's like what if 2d dark soul or 2d bloodborne actually specifically so who knows
1: oh you mean wolf o <laughs>
0: Uh, no, I mean Guardian Siegfried here.
1: Oh, this is also this is the one. This is the image
0: next to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing the same image as you are on Google Images. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be it. Uh, that's it for 2022. The year the handheld ended on a whimper, <laughs> but you know what? The games got way better after that. Uh, these have all been handheld games for you because you're playing on your goddamn Steam Deck. <laughs> that's true. Um. Also worth noting uh none of the games this year're as good as rhythm heaven that 's just true of all games of all years around the world
1: true i can't i can 't not admit i mean is really fucking good um, yeah, but it 's not fucking rhythm heaven there's no game better than the uh uh whatever the what's the name of the bird one um, <laughs>
0: yeah the the Flog is it flockstep it might be flux, flockstep
1: the i isn't, isn't Flockstep Step the it might be Step. Uh, let me check. I'm actually gonna check. I think it might. I think it, yes, it is Fluxep. Uh Literally, no, it is two minutes and uh, thirty seconds long, um, including like the loading screen. Literally, no game in history is better than the entirety of playing flockstep for the first time
0: this is this is the thing uh, i know we often have like the reputation of being either too communist about themes and shit or too formalist about pressing buttons and making like jumps happen what uh, what, like, like mechanical mastery and like yes. all these things synergize in interesting ways no actually with the
1: opposite on both of those the, <laughs> the best video game is when was... you
0: press a button to a beat and that's it that's the only thing you do
1: and like the images that you see give it context that makes you feel like the entire world has changed
0: yes <laughs> but it's <yeah>. a bird <laughs> yeah it's just fake you're just hitting a button in time it's re- you could just be a metronome um that's the peak of video games it's fine it's science- uh yeah. thank you all for staying with us through this year and we'll keep doing great work next year we'll probably put out more than 12 episodes which that's exciting to think about yeah
1: i wonder what the uh bonus episodes will be stay stay around to find out we got ideas. one
0: of them will be nights into dreams god damn it i will wrangle this podcast to the ground to get us to play nights into dreams <laughs> there will likely be two final fantasy podcasts next year yeah that's probably true damn uh anyway uh if you enjoyed this rate and review on itunes retweet the the plugs uh if this goes on coast rechost it if you're there um hey hey you should post about this on whatever social media site we're not fucking on yeah that's true also (laughs) if you just want to tell your friends about the cool podcast you used to do normal mapping uh that's good because we're only on those two and we're not good at either of them honestly so yeah no if, if you just want to make a post wherever you are yeah yeah the instagram presence that we don't have <laughs> um, <laughs> so true uh, thank you so
1: much everyone for listening
0: yeah plugs jackson you can find
1: me a head Falls off uh, i've said on twitter and co-host uh and abnormal mapping.com is where the other podcasts we do live uh go check them out however in addition to that some point next month uh over at export audio i'll be starting a new podcast uh called anomalous readings with nora which is about sci-fi books um and that'll be fun uh that is at export or is the website where you can find those podcasts but also check my twitter and, and the discord if you are vaguely following me i will talk about this one when it launches um because it's not it's not on itunes yet uh but our first episode will be very soon uh we're reading uh the horace heresy the first warhammer book um,
0: oh my god i didn't know about this <laughs> That was the first one I'm reading. What, what were you shocked by this? I, I feel like you're not allowed to become a Horace Heresy guy.
1: <laughs> I, I want I specifically wanted to pick a first book that wasn't like one of the serious super good like yeah. Dune or whatever. I wanted it to yeah. be like approachable in a way of like we're also doing like genre stuff, but I didn't want it to be Star Wars, didn't want it to be something I yeah. we both had a lot of experience with. Um and it was just the perfect thing of the you know, Nora's read recently and I was vaguely interested in. It seemed seemed okay. like a totally good choice.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm i started reading right 3001 uh, last night so i'm taking the other track but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fucked up um
1: i'm having a good time though that's the fourth one right
0: yeah it's the last one fourth one yeah damn um it's a thousand years later uh it's a long time because
1: it was two thousand one, two 2010
0: 2010 yeah yep so damn,
1: that's a big jump
0: yeah uh anyway uh you can find me on twitter at em underscore being i'm on coast at em dash being you can support all of our podcasts at patreon.com slash neural mapping for one dollar a month you get the great gundam project we just started our new season on seed destiny and aura battler Dunbine. one of those i know is going to be good and then the other one is seed destiny (laughs) (laughs) um for five dollars you get blockbusters where we once a month sit down and break down a hollywood movie it's one of my favorite podcasts we do we recently did uh saturday night fever we're about to do treasure planet um that'll be all exciting and for ten dollars you get voip life where actually tomorrow i'm releasing a three-hour new year's eve episode with a bunch of guests so please look forward to that it's not edited yet so hopefully in the next week i get that put together <laughs> yeah if it um, isn't that tomorrow something happened Yeah, something happened. Who could say? It's fine. It's Uh, not three hours. Someone's segment was broken. I I haven't (laughs) put all the segments together yet. I'm not even sure what the audio sounds like for some of them. Um, Yep. Anyway, that's it. Thank you so much. Play some video games. Uh, We will see you in the new year with more of them.